Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Need more energy throughout the day? Looking for a kick to your workout? RockinThatIDLife.com has you covered with delicious flavors you've grown to love in tropical fruit and mixed berry, but now fall in love with the new fruit punch and orange flavors. Try them all at RockinThatIDLife.com. Realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage LLC makes the moving process easier. Work with a realtor who plays and studies the game and will work as hard as the boys on the ice to get you the best deal. Check out Mike on the web at strikewithmike.com and jumpstart your move today. That's strikewithmike.com. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a doink, bro. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogilvorp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Welcome to episode 25, right, of of season 11. This is episode number 401, all time, of the often imitated, never duplicated, there's shit everywhere. We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. I kind of improv. Literally. I kind of improv. It was like from uh, Dumb and Dumber 2, right? Hey, he's he's speaking from experience, folks. <laughs> More on that in uh, a minute. Yeah, we're uh, you know in the bathroom scene, the Hershey bar. Anyway, uh, we're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Special thanks to our sponsors, rockin.idlife.com, strikewithmike.com, and centerizebrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. And also, don't forget to check out the t-shirt shop at letsgoblues.com for the very best St. Louis Blues-themed t-shirts at a fair price. It is uh, Wednesday, February, uh, March 1st. <laughs> I thought I didn't have the date in here. I thought, well, it's February something. Oh, no, it's not. It's a short month. Uh, <laughs> it is March 1st, Wednesday, March 1st. And we're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. To interact with the show on social media, our handles on all the socials is R at Let's Go Blues LGB Radio. <laughs> at this is a rough start. I've had uh, <laughs> half a beer and no food, so uh, hmm. at will be uh, re-recording the intro <laughs> about one yeah. a.m. by himself and doing yeah. each of our voices. That's going to sound glorious too. <laughs> Uh, my name is Kurt Price, and my co-hosts uh, for the big show tonight uh, are Bill Day and Jeff Ponder. Uh, the agenda for tonight's show includes, and we got, uh, not going to talk a whole lot about um, the games the Blues have played, but there's a lot of stuff to talk about as far as trades, trade rumors. We got Barbashev going to the Golden Knights. We got the Blues uh, claiming Kapanen off of waivers from Pittsburgh. Uh, Sammy? Sammy? Uh, Blay? We got Pareko rumors. Uh, Patrick Kane finally goes to New York. Uh, The Rangers aren't happy with Tarasenko, or the fans aren't. Until tonight. Until tonight. He did score uh, 
that just happened right in overtime yeah overtime winner yep. yeah um so and then there's a, a bunch of trades that happened in the nhl that we kind of touch on and discuss and whatnot all on the latest episode of let's go blues radio sorry for the late start guys uh, you live listeners but uh, we had some issues here so we're we're we're, we're good now though I think uh, the show is now over. That intro was the whole show. So right. we're done. It, it, Fire it will body. be the most entertaining part of the show. <laughs> oh, that's sad. <laughs> we're that bad? I mean, <laughs> no. We'll see. Hey, I'll tell you after the show. What's the best part of the show? Um, oh. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, if if the show sucks... Then and the if the intro is the best part of the show, that's pretty bad. You're right because the intro was not great. The way <laughs> that, that I see the it show was not that is good. the intro is never the best part of the show because Bill doesn't really talk during the intro. So I'm working yeah. on that tonight, though. <laughs> okay. All right. I just let that go. I, like I said, yep. I'm working on it. <laughs> I was gonna say I thought there was more to that, Bill, but I guess not. <laughs> He's, he's, it's a it's a work in progress. It's called comedic timing. Is what it's called. That's right. Yep. And we all lack that. Um, uh, how was your week, boys? Oh, uh, busy. Oh my god. I mean, I don't want to bore people with um, my troubles, but uh, it. I, I had. I've had a. I okay. Live in Illinois, right? People know this. I've said it before. Uh, not far from St. Louis, like twenty minutes from downtown. But uh, went to Ikea over the weekend and um, ended up going to Ikea and back home and then back to Ikea all within the span of like an hour because Why? we, my daughter got a, I bought my daughter a, a new bed. Okay. From Ikea. She wanted this particular bed with storage underneath. It's a nice, it's a nice bed. And so we go to pick it up a couple weeks ago and, but they were, they didn't have the headboard there. So we said, oh, we'll come back and headboard with the rest of it. You know, then. And then they finally had the headboard in stock and some other stuff for the mattress to support it so we could, we could finish putting our bed together. Went back to get the rest of it. And um, we put the big box, which is the headboard, in the car. And we left the two pieces uh, that were supposed to support the mattress um, on the curb there on the loading area at the mm. Ikea. So didn't realize it until we got home. And so that was, uh, I felt, I haven't felt that stupid in a long time <laughs> they're gonna say um yeah and then uh, and then we had a toilet overflow situation on uh, the next day so that was fun Ooh. my son comes upstairs and goes he's down he's downstairs you know playing on his computer gaming and stuff and and he hears he hears this water pouring on the ceiling above him and he comes up and goes dad i think we got a problem there's water i hear water downstairs i run downstairs and yeah it sounds like a like a faucet is like pouring on top of the drywall in the ceiling in the mm. basement and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> oh, yep. so it, it was just, yeah, and end up being okay. There was no damage that I could see, so uh, it would dried it out, got it taken care of. I don't know. That's been my that's been my weekend, and then with Dexter and his his bowel issues today. <laughs> yeah, Kurt's dog had a little bit of a bowel issues. That's why we're a little late. Part of the reason we're a little late today. Yeah. So. Unfortunate. Yeah. It happens. He's a, he's a big dog. A pet owner. Yeah, yeah a pet he, owner. That that does happen. And he's a big dog. And and when big dogs have uh, gastrointestinal issues, um, it's usually a big mess. And it yes. was. It was. Yep. So I've got well, a few beers Dexter's... here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tear through a few beers tonight. 
that's fine. Hopefully Dexter's feeling better. Um, he's he he seems fine. He's just I'm gonna go shit on the floor. I was, was telling it, you a story before about carpet? my dog from yeah, it was, it was on the carpet. carpet. Oh, if it wasn't carpet, it wouldn't have been a big deal, you know. Right. If it was right. concrete or hardwood or something, it's an easier cleanup. But yeah, carpet. Mm-hmm. Got to break out the shampooer. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah I was telling you a story one. about oh, earlier, a couple years ago. My dog, similar, kind of similar, got his face into something in the backyard. I don't know what it was, and literally oh, yeah. gave him three baths one morning because <laughs> I couldn't get the smell to go away. So it, I get it, man. As a dog owner, unfortunately, that's just the life. You ever Man, have a it dog... does not make it easier. You ever have a dog sprayed by a skunk? Yes. I, I had my dogs at my cousin's house and uh, let them outside in the back. And uh, there was a, 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 I thought it was a big, white, fluffy cat. And I was like, oh, no, there's a cat out here. It was, it was at night. I'm like, oh, shit, there's a cat out here. I'm like, oh, I hope they don't see him. And then my my big black lab sees him and he runs over. This was years ago. And he, uh, I'm like, and the, all of a sudden the tail goes up on the cat and I'm like, oh, that's not a cat. That's an albino yep. skunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's an all white skunk. Oh shit. <laughs> and it, yep. it was bad. It smelled so bad. I had yep. to wash Those... it a couple times with the, what the, the, the hydrogen peroxide and the, uh, the, uh, uh dish juice. soap and tomato juice mixture thing yeah. worked really well actually. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, that was, that sucked. Yeah. Well, I'm waiting for that day. <laughs> with where we live now um oh they, it'll happen but yeah well we we do have very active birds of prey um there's a barn owl that's been going nuts lately and uh <laughs> i realized this morning i've got a hawk's nest in my the tree right above my window right outside right here it's not a hmm. black hawk's nest is it no no it is it empty you don't have Jonathan Taves living up there? Yeah. Well, he's, yeah, he's probably, what, he's got long COVID, so he's not yeah. playing, just sitting there watching TV. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm hoping one of my hockey teammates isn't listening uh, because he made a joke to me on Sunday, so it's funny that we get this message. Uh, we're talking about a couple of guys are talking about my show and how they listen and how they're like, oh, if you haven't listened to it, give it a try. And, one of my teammates was like, yeah, uh, I bet the other listeners are you guys and Jeff's mom. And here we go. One of the first comments we see here from Mary Ponder. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hello, mom. <laughs> yep. Oh, mom, always appreciate you listening. Hope you enjoy the show. Hope I don't offend you too much with some of the language we use on the show. But uh, it is funny to see that. And I, I hope my teammates not listening. You're an adult. <laughs> It uh, actually, you know, it's funny that the, the YouTube uh, shows lately have been uh, on the upswing. We've been getting a lot more, a lot more uh, views. So, and the trades and stuff have had a lot to do with that. So more people are, are interested. Is I guess, it possible and... that we got more attractive and that's why? Um, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. You I mean, at least me. Bill, I mean, look, look what Bill's wearing tonight. I mean, he's definitely the hottest guy on set tonight. Bill's decked out in uh, St. Louis city gear with uh, the scarf and the hat. Had the shirt on, took the shirt off. Yeah, the shirt on, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. I had a pullover, uh, yeah. but it's it's a little warm up in here. So, um, <laughs> and I've got two kits over my shoulder. He does. So. What a fantastic game! I almost want to like ditch the Blues podcast and have a St. Louis City podcast right now. Oh, that was <laughs> what amazing. a great game that was. As I was telling Bill, my wife, and I think I mentioned on the show, she grew up playing soccer, played in college. So for her, like. It was actually really fun. You know, she sees me with the Blues. And, you know, don't get me wrong. When the Blues won the Cup and the Cup final, the whole playoff run, any playoff run, really, 
World Series for the Cardinals. She gets excited. Um, but she doesn't get excited for regular season unless we're at the game. So, like, Blues will score, and she'll be sitting there on her phone, you know, all, you know, fist pump. She doesn't care. No, 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 no emotion. But, man, Saturday night with, with SC, with the city team, ho, ho, God, she was losing her mind. And uh, that was fun to see. What do we... What do we call them for short? We call them city, SC. Is it? It's city, right? I've been saying it's SC, but it's probably most, city. most, most. Uh, yeah, cities. It's probably city, a right? Team that calls city like Manchester City is Man City. Man City. Um, yeah. STL City. And, what, yeah. what? What? What's the short? Right. Yeah, not, I, I think it's every time we refer to it, we can't be a single city SC every time, right? Yeah, I will I say. Mean, let's just I, go city. It's got to be. I stopped it's city. Into, I stopped in Llewellyn's after the game and uh, I saw some people wearing city gear and I said, Hey, yeah, St. Louis city. And they all go C I T Y city, city, city. So I don't okay. know if that's a real chant, but I imagine people are calling them city. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, if, when they start losing games, I assume they'll lose their share, you know, being an expansion team and all. Um, yeah. But I can see that chant turning into something vulgar. Um, after if if they you know have a bad season, <laughs> shitty shitty shitty. Shitty shitty shitty. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Hey, just do just do the Sean Connery, <clears throat> saying "city" is what you do. Shitty 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 shitty. shitty. <laughs> uh, the official beers of episode number four hundred one. Hey, real I mean, quick, real yeah. quick, you missed the announcements. Oh, I did. Um, well, I was going. You know what? I was going to, and you guys went off on a tangent, and I forgot. So I blame you. Go ahead. okay (laughs) um just want to mention that uh trade deadline day is coming up friday we're going to talk about it obviously coming up here a lot for this whole show um thank you austin uh austin says because i was going to say that i was going to let it slide no no go just roll the tape back Austin just dropped in our in our local chat it wasn't me no kurt you went on a tangent about your fucking animals yes thank you wasn't I was gonna no, it wasn't me. Somebody else triggered that. I didn't start that. Okay. I think right. so anyway. <laughs> um, so we will probably so I actually am off on Friday. So I thought, man, it'd be fun to like have something going on. Usually trade deadline day, we do a Discord. Uh oh shit. Kurt, what's the uh is it let's go blues.com slash discord? Slash discord. That, that'll get you where we're gonna go. Yeah. Okay. So uh we'll go in there, usually noonish, one ish. Um, anyone who's off, welcome to join me in there. We'll be talking hockey. Um, and then, uh, and then actually if the blues do anything, there is potential that we'll actually be doing a show Friday afternoon, about two o'clock when the deadline hits. So if there's any blues moves at all, or any kind of blues rumblings, we may just go live, have a short show, talk about it. Uh, so if you have anything going on Friday afternoon, if you're sitting at work, looking for something to listen to two o'clock. Tune in uh, on your YouTube station and uh, YouTube station. I just said, "Wow, it's not like an old man." Uh, turn on, turn on YouTube, and uh, we'll be going live talking about uh, whatever happened with the Blues. Get off up off your couch, go to the go to the computer monitor and click, click, click. Change the station. That's old. I am. That, I remember that. Yeah. You, you youngins nowadays, you're like you and your remotes. Try growing up. We had to get off the couch and go turn a dial on the TV. You had like four stations to choose from. And, yeah, and the fifth I, one was like fuzzy as hell. Yeah, I was my dad's remote. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
Our first remote yeah. had, a, had a had a telephone cord uh, going from the remote to a cable box on top of the TV. Yeah, it wasn't even wireless. I mean that, and that was amazing. It was it was like you know twenty foot long cord, whatever. But it uh, that was fantastic just to be able to sit on the couch and change the channel. It looked like it looked like a an old Texas Instruments calculator with big buttons, and then it had like a little little tiny little LCD red and black screen show the number of the station. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's get into beer. Yeah. Uh, official beers of episode number four hundred one. Uh, you can follow each of us on the Untapped app. My handle is C Price Twelve. Jeff's is J Ponder ninety four, and Bill's is Billy Blue Note thirty three. Um, I don't want to go first anymore. This is a six game losing streak. We're losing all of our players. Um, somebody else go. Jeff, it's you. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's my turn. Uh, so tonight I am drinking out of my Blues Jameson mug. Uh, a little bit, probably my last of the season. I haven't found it in a while. But uh, Fat Elvis, Absence ah. of Light, is my beer of the show. So wanted something that would comfort me tonight, and this always does. That's very nice. Very nice. Um, I'll go second. I don't think I've ever gone second. No. You, you've never been the middle child. No. Uh, not in real life or on the show. Um, I'm doing I'm, – I, I grabbed a bunch of Bud Light oranges. And I, I didn't want to, like, drink, like, a bunch of uh, – like heavier beers, I figure if I'm gonna drink like two or three, uh, I'll just keep it uh, keep it simple. Bud Light Orange, and uh, I'm just I'm disappointed. There's no Bud Light in the uh, in the show chat right now. Haven't heard from him. That one show was funny. <laughs> Bud Light showed up. Well, now that you've shown that that's what you have, we can. Right. I think there's better chance. Better chance they'll be here. Right. Apparently, if you say Bud Light on a podcast, it just shows up. If I say it three times in a mirror, yeah, then Bud Light just mm-hmm. magically appears in my fridge. <laughs> God, I wish that were true. I would love Bud Light a lot more. There's Bud Light. All right. I think it's Austin. I get the smirk on his face. <laughs> we're in a separate account. <laughs> That's got to be trademark infringement or impersonating a uh, a beverage. It's like a crime. <clears throat> We're going to have to come up with a code of ethics for our producer role. Yeah. Bud Light has chimed in in the chat. Says, woo. Definitely not Austin. Okay. Or it's Bill. Or it's Ponder. Uh, it's not me. Um... <laughs> not me. <laughs> All right. All right, Bill. What you Chris got? Bray. <laughs> he has like 25 different YouTube <laughs> monikers. So <laughs> I am having this guy. Black Ops, Russian Imperial Stout, aged in Four Roses, small batch bourbon barrels. It's nice, nice Imperial Stout. It's from Brooklyn Brewery. It's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm still. I don't know. Is it, I don't know if this one's off or something. It's a little bit sour for for an Imperial Stout. You see the so. you see the chat. Stag beer is chimed in. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Wow. Stag Beer has chimed in. Screw your Black Ops. <laughs> mm. Damn, Damn, Black Ops. It's going to be a winning unlimited with the multiple accounts. <laughs> That's good stuff. Or it's actually a Stag Beer typing on a computer. It could yeah. be. It could be. Yep. <laughs> All mm. right. Uh, that's not. Uh, does uh, uh, we have it? We know people on a cycling team that is called Black Ops, right? Yes. So. Yes. I would assume that they have heard of that beer, and they, if they don't drink that after a race, 
they're doing life wrong. Yeah. Well, I know at least one of those people on that team would not drink that because they do they, not drink. They do not drink anymore. I think he drank enough in his lifetime for a few lifetimes. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I think so. It's like a two-year period that he he just took care of it all. Yeah, he really did. There were shortages. <laughs> all right. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, we'll discuss the uh, Barbashev trade um, to the Golden Knights. Uh, the Blues also picked up a player for waivers and some Pareko rumors on the other side of this break from our friends over at Rock and That ID Life. You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do, I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of RockinThatIDLife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase one provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period two, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feeling of well-being, which I need with the way I play. In Phase 3, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash, an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? I didn't touch it. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't touch either. It. What'd you do? I didn't do anything. Bill. I didn't touch it. It started and stopped again. <laughs> I know, Bill, you can't. <laughs> Austin, we don't like, allow Bill. Austin, we don't allow right. Bill to control that. Austin <laughs> flipped off the entire show, and I'm like, what? I didn't do anything. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> <clears throat> and and then he again. says, yeah, then he says he did it. Hmm. Hmm. Big boy did it. Big boy did it. Uh, Ivan Barbashev has been traded to the Golden Knights. Uh, former first round pick, a uh, former first round pick, Zach Dean, um, which is a 2021 first round pick. Um, nice young prospect. Um, of course, you know, never heard of him until um, his name was brought up. Not really, but uh, better than a point per game player in the uh, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League the past three seasons. Uh, this season, he has 39 uh, games played, he's got 24 goals, 27 assists. 51 points and a plus 24 this season, which uh, they project him to put up 66 points in 50 games. Um, uh, and let's just put it like this too: prime candidate to do Dean team commercials. <laughs> Dean, <laughs> Dean, 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 Dean. I hate that commercial. Hmm. Uh, there are only six players left on the Blues roster from the 2019 Cup team. Um, so uh, the EliteProspects.com, a uh, little rundown of Zach Dean. Uh, Dean plays at a breakout pace, stacking his skill as a handler and a passer on top of his skating ability to make plays without moments hesitation. His hands work independent of his feet. Uh, with his his hands work independent of his feet. I'm glad that's a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a weird I, thing. To, I read that I I like, every <laughs> every time I walk, I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like a, like an old cartoon, like a '40s cartoon. <laughs> 
it's a visual. You podcast people are missing out. Yeah, sorry, podcasters. <laughs> um, his hands, uh, with his top arm free from his side, <laughs> pushed out, pushed out well in front of him to grant him as much maneuverability as possible. If you can open, he'll get you the puck. It's just that simple. Uh, another site uh, rated him as a solid two-way forward who plays the game with some physicality. He has a good shot and makes a lot of smart plays with a puck on his stick. He won't blow you away with skill, but is, has good touch on the puck and can find the best options easily. Um, Dean plays the game competitively, uh, battling, playing physical, and is unafraid to get in the forecheck or be the first man in the corners. He doesn't have remarkable size, but he's sturdy and strong. It sounds like the Blues have traded for Barbashev 2.0. Yeah. In a way. So. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar, um, you know, late, late first round, Barbashev was early second round, both cut their teeth in the queue. And yeah, a lot of similarities there. Looking forward yeah. to seeing him very soon. Yeah, he's well along in his development, so uh, he could be called up at any time, really, I guess. Well, not any time. He's still in the queue, but. Right. Well, right. True. Yeah, but we will. uh I I love it because I mean a lot of people I saw well okay I want to say a lot of people very few people were like what you couldn't get a draft pick to me this is better this than better. a draft pick I think so because you got a guy who's already ahead in his development and he was a first round pick a guy that Vegas clearly thought highly of when they made the pick and from all accounts I haven't heard like oh he's fallen off in the Vegas favor like no, this was a prospect. They thought, let's move him because we can get some help right now. And, I mean, if this kid's ready in two to three years, I think that's about the timetable the Blues are planning on being competitive again, at least, you know, semi-competitive. So, I I love this trade. I, You got, again, first of all, you got something for your UFA. Right there, that's fantastic. Second of all, you got a kid that, like you said, could be a Barbashev in two years. Put him on your bottom six, solid uh, puck mover, and a guy that could probably fill in in your top six as needed. If he pans out, it, this is a this is an excellent trade. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> get him. You know, the UFA thing, right? That Armstrong is not going to let the UFAs go away for nothing. And, you know, as much as, you know, I, I would love Barbashev to have stayed here for a long time. Um, you know, he seems like he'd be a good fit. Still a possibility we could re-sign him. We got something for, you know, for all of our UFAs. So. Bar- Barbashev and his agent uh, were nothing but complimentary of Doug Armstrong and how, the, how he handled uh, Barbashev and his wishes because Barbashev did want to play the blues made it known that they wanted to try and resign him instead of trade him. But, uh, Barbashev said he wanted to play in the playoffs. And so the blues honored that wish and they, they moved him to a team that's going to make the playoffs. So, um, and they were nothing but complimentary of the blues and Armstrong, uh, after that. So, uh, if Armstrong does indeed go after him to resign him in the off season, there's, there's goodwill there, uh, apparently, so that uh, that can only bode well if uh, if if you as a fan would like to see Barbashev return, you know, and if Armstrong wants to go after him and he fits into the plan, then uh, that, that you think that you know, he he would consider returning. So yeah, I 
I, I, why not? You know, I mean, and, and from what I heard, Barbashev at one point did utter the phrase, I want to test the open market. So mm-hmm. he Vegas knows he's a rental, which is fine. Um, and yeah, maybe he goes out and tests the open market and says, okay, I can make 4 million here, or I can go back to the blues and make 2.5 and they'll be good again in a couple of years. It's a system I'm familiar with. It's a city I'm familiar with. I don't know. I'm not saying he would take a, I hate the term home team or hometown discount because we're not his hometown, but you know, if there, there might be a chance that he looks at that and says, yeah, I'd love to go back to St. Louis. Well, he made, I'm looking at the salary now. It was three. Was he a three and a half or three and a quarter? Uh, Barbashev, uh, I'm sorry, two and a quarter. Yeah. He was a two and a quarter. Two and a quarter. So, and, and his, he's not having a good season. So he, he did pick it up recently uh, a little bit but uh you know and i think i've talked with somebody uh online about you know what a hometown discount for barbershev in the offseason to sign here would be and i said honestly about what he's making this season i don't i don't know how much of a raise he deserves he had a great last season but this season really puts a, a chink in that that you know I hate to say season. it, but it feels like last year might have been an anomaly. Oh, because I think, oh, yeah. you look at his point totals overall the last since he's come in the league. Yeah, I mean they're not bad, but they're not at the level that he put up last year. I think he was the benefit of this uh, of a very deep offensive team that was just clicking. Uh, and you know, the nine forwards was it with twenty goals? Um, yeah. I, that's that's crazy. So. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was just all working and clicking um, offensively last season. So, and he benefited from that. Um, and this season, uh, he struggled to produce like he did last season, uh, along with the rest of the team. To be honest, so uh, I, that and that's what kind of I, I know that that's going to factor in to probably any negotiations that he has with teams as his season last season. But you, like you're right, Jeff. It has to be considered mostly. An anomaly, you know. He's a now he's maybe, a bottom he's a bottom six guy that can score a little bit. That's what he is. Right, right. Last year, I I think you have to say last year was an anomaly for him shooting twenty four percent or whatever ridiculous number it was. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, you gotta you gotta figure if he has a great playoff, he's gonna get money like he just put up a seventy point season. Probably. Well, I mean, yeah, he would get. I. If he if he has a great playoff and is noticeable and the and the the nights go you know a few rounds or whatever, he's probably going to get like four, right? I mean, I think more than that. You think mm-hmm. he's a bottom six oh, guy I, though? Everyone knows I that could, he's not a top I six could guy. See, I could see a team throwing money at him. Not saying uh, six seven. I'm saying probably five to five point five. Five. Oh, I think off. so. That's if he has lot. a good playoff. I could see a team throwing money at him. That's over double what he's making. That's that's. Two and a I half agree. he's making now. I'm uh, I'm not saying he's worth it. I'm saying I could see a team doing it. I wow. mean, I guess it depends what the market is and who's available and how desperate teams are. I guess you never know. But man, oh man, if he gets five and a quarter, good for him. See you later. Yeah. Have a nice career. Yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> right. Thanks for the oh. Stanley Cup, Ivan. <laughs> I mean, I would if the Blues go after him. I would, wouldn't want the Blues to give him any more than three. That's max. No yeah. more than three. That's why yeah. I don't think he's coming back. I think he's yeah. definitely getting more than three somewhere else. Well, if, I, I if you work out an extension for him this year, maybe you give him four, right? 
but yeah, once he's gone, can't bring him back for that. No. You Are you guys watching this? No trade call somewhere? Uh, most Which people game? do these days. <laughs> I was going to say everyone does, right? Which game? Uh, so. Colorado, New Jersey. I did. And what happened? I, I saw the replay. I saw the, so, uh, the offside so, recall. So there there were two plays there. Um, it, it's six to four. New Jersey pulls their goalie, like changes goalies after the goal is scored and uses that time to look at the video and challenges it for offside. In the lead up to the goal, there was a missed high sticking penalty against uh, Arturi Lekkinen. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't know how you call that onside. It, it just, it, it looked pretty clear that Lekkinen was offside as well. Well, you're so going by, uh, you're Colorado is, yeah, Colorado is getting the, uh, the officiating already. Yeah, I I saw I, I did see the the slow mo the down the blue line uh, replay, and hit, both of his skates were offside. Yeah, but the but at what point it's just skates, right? The offside, the the plane. Mm-hmm. It's not right. like your knee, right? Right, because his, his his left glove was back in the offensive zone. His hip or his too. Yeah, yeah. It, his hip. but it's the skates. Right, both of his skates were inside the zone. I thought. Yeah. I thought so too. So uh, that fuck was Colorado. Fuck them. <laughs> it's so funny on social media too that the, the, the Colorado fans were still, still like all over uh, Bennington <laughs> just like randomly. It's like uh, it's like uh, uh, at, at Blackhawks games, or they'll just randomly they used to randomly chant, you know, Detroit sucks, just when they're not playing the the Wings. Oh, that was my favorite. Uh... Blues and in Blackhawks games, every now and then that chant would break out, and I'm like, "Well, at least we can all agree on something." <laughs> uh, the Vegas franchise has only been in existence since uh, 2017, 2018, and they have made six picks in the first round since then. Five of those players have been traded now, with the uh, the trading of Zach Dean. That's yeah, so, not surprising. Let's see. Who are the other ones? Uh, Nick Suzuki um, to Montreal. And who did they trade? Tuck was a Minnesota draft pick, so it wasn't him. Um, Kari Taco. <laughs> I think Austin's favorite. Is Reed Schrader? Schaefer? Reed Schaefer? Reed Schrader? What's that guy's name? Is he one of them? Um, who did he get traded to? Just got traded today. Uh, I think Austin's looking it up. Right. Yeah. What are we doing? That. We got a yeah, producer for that. Know. He'll let us know. Uh, the the Blues did claim uh, Kasperi Kapanen off of waivers from Pittsburgh. Claimed on Saturday prior to the Blues game versus Pittsburgh uh, that the Blues lost in overtime three to two. He does carry. There was some speculation about whether he would just switch locker rooms. He wasn't there though. At the game, no, was he? he? No, yeah, he was. He was put on waivers on Friday, so he did yeah. not travel with the team. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, some folks were like, "Oh, is this going to change locker rooms?" I don't think they realized that he wasn't uh, wasn't there. A uh, three point two million dollar cap hit for him under contract through next season. He's got seven goals, thirteen assists, twenty points, a minus eight in forty three games with the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins this season. Uh, spent five years with Toronto uh, prior to his time in Pittsburgh. Uh, 202 goal, uh, 202 games played, 41 goals, 49 assists, 90 points with a plus six. 
and he had three years in Pittsburgh, 162 games played there, 29 uh, uh, assists, uh, 53 points. I don't have the goals here. <laughs> I missed the goals. Uh, plus nine. Uh, according to the Hockey News, the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins uh, were trying to clear some cap space before the deadline, and they caught a break when Kasperi Kapanen was claimed on waivers by the St. Louis Blues. Um, now they're free of uh, Kapanen's $3.2 million contract, and the Penguins finally have a little bit of wiggle room going into the trade deadline. So. I think that's hilarious. Um, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and mention it. Uh, later we talk, we've got some notes on their other trades. So they caught a little break, right? So they, they wave Kapanen. Mm-hmm. They trade Teddy Bluger to Vegas for a D prospect and a 2024 third-round pick. Um, then they trade a 2023 second-round pick for Mikhail Granlund from Nashville so they could acquire bottom six help. Yeah. You just waved <laughs> Kapanen and traded Teddy Bluger, and so then you're unloading a second-round pick for bottom six help? Well, they wanted better what? bottom six help. Mikhail Granlund? <laughs> no. No. I'm no. Just, I'm just saying. Someone needs to check on Ron Hextall. Is he okay? <laughs> He's not a... Uh, I don't get that. That makes no sense. I mean, I get like a change of scenery type thing, but Teddy Bluger is a, a pretty good forward. And you move they, him and then you bring in Miguel Granlund? Do they like fire Hextall and hire Gar Snow? <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking Ron Hextall has another job lined up. He's going somewhere else in the offseason. So he is trying to implode the Pittsburgh Penguins. (laughs) That's the only thing that makes sense to me. So speculation is that the Islanders were going to claim Kapanen if the Blues hadn't. And the Islanders were also in on wanting to acquire Barbershop. Um, Elliot Friedman said, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they, uh, uh, the Islanders, did make a claim on Kapanen because obviously Lou Lamorello, uh, anytime we can fuck over Lamorello, uh, I'm in favor of that. Uh, knows him from their uh, time together in Toronto and would have been a free player. Uh, it doesn't cost the Islanders an asset to go get him. Yes, there's the money, but you can always try to deal with that again in the summer. Or maybe you keep him in the next year if you find it works out. It's a free player, and the Islanders have paid a lot of their best assets to go out and get Bo Horvat, which everybody thinks was a good idea. Um, he's played well since he's been acquired there. I think yeah. there are a, a few teams that uh, – uh, uh, suspect Lamorello was around Kapanen. So anytime the Blues and uh, can uh, mess up Lamorello's plan, uh, count me in as uh, a big thumbs up there. Well, and we'll we'll talk about the, the Seattle game uh, very briefly. But, in that um, there was one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kapanen, I thought, looked pretty damn good. I did too. Uh, he, had a, he had a couple early chances in the first period. I mean, granted, they were playing him with, you know, was it Buchnevich and Thomas? Well, he had some power play um, time too. Yeah, he did, and he looked great. And mm-hmm. but fuck him for taking forty-two. That's oh my that's god, for David Packus. We don't have that tired. outline. We, we should talk about that. that. How stupid people are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, no. I actually thought. Jeez. I thought it was. I thought it was theater when I saw people at first complaining, and then I realized, oh no, they're serious. Yeah. Like they actually are upset. Somebody's wearing forty-two. Well, people get Shut people get upset up. about. Sod taking 20. It's like, I mean, that was a little different because it, it was a little closer, right? From when uh, Steen retired. And Steen won a cup yeah. here. Sure. Right. Right. And and he asked Steen, and Steen said, it's fine. 
But uh, yeah, Bax's number is not getting retired, guys. It's it's not getting retired, so it's up for grabs. And, and it's been a while. It's been years. I think it's been, has been long here. enough. Yeah, yeah. I, it, I think people say right. I saw one argument. It hasn't even been that long since he retired. It has. Who cares? Who? Well, who cares? Oh. Well, he didn't retire only a couple of years ago. No, no, I'm but talking about since he left. Who cares about? And well, that's what I'm saying. Who cares about when he retired? Let's talk about when he yeah. left the Blues. That was yeah. a long time ago. And he chose. I mean, we. I mean, if you want to get picky, the Blues offered him a contract, a good one, and he left. For a little bit more money in Boston, right? Yep. And more, it was more, one more year, one more year, same money per year, right? One more year, that's what it was, I think. And not a Stanley yes. Cup, and not any, and, and yeah. So he left. It's not like he was traded away. And even then, even if he was, his number's not getting retired. It's been a few years, four years, four or five years. Let it go. You know, he's, so I think he's, maybe maybe if he's on that Cup team, which we've said before, I think if he's on that right. Cup team, it's not it, a Cup team. But, but if he's uh, somehow they work it out and he's on that cup team, okay, maybe you make that <laughs> argument. Longtime yeah. captain, you know, big part of the organization, part of the rebuild. Okay, but no, that number is not getting retired, and I was happy to see somebody finally take it. Yeah, and and I I well, someone has taken the... it twice since too. Let's not, let's be fair, right? Yeah, Delzato yeah. had it. Delzato oh, had it right. in the cup run, <laughs> and this year, um, yeah. um. Uh, uh, shit. Who had it this year? Someone forty two this year. Damn yeah, it. one of the early call ups. Yeah, I forgot who it was. But uh, yeah, Bitten. Will Bitten. The, he wore it. Yeah, that's right. The uh, Pang said that he initially uh, inquired about twenty four and was quickly told. Yeah. <laughs> not available. Okay, that one yeah. I would have been pissed about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That number is retired, and yeah. Uh, yeah, so the so just add them together. Be number six. You think when Bernie Federico like first met him, he just punched him in the face? How dare you even ask? <laughs> yeah, one of the nicest guys. Oh, you don't know who I am? One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Yeah, I can't see him yeah. punching anybody in the face. No. Yeah. In, uh, but no, I I I loved this this waiver claim personally. Me too. Um, I think because uh, again. Bottom six has been a problem this year. Um, there's a couple guys that have played fine. Torpchenko's picked up his game. But when you know especially that you're moving a Barbashev or uh, possibly other players, uh, we'll see. But I, I'm i like, you got to get that bottom six help. But if they're wanting to turn this around quickly, you need a guy for next year. You know, if he's a UFA, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? But, you know, the fact that he's locked up for another right. season – Right, I love it. I think this is a great move, uh, uh, just a, a great pickup and kind of a, a fortunate situation that this kind of fell into Doug's hands. I, I'm not saying he's going to be like some prolific, what he was originally intended to be, this big-time scoring forward that's putting up 30 goals, but he's going to be a solid contributor, I think, on that bottom six, and and I'm all for it. Well, you can you can tell me, watch, just in the one game he played, you can tell he's got skill. He's got... He's got hands. He's got skill. He can play. So um, I think it was a good um, a good risk to take. You know, he's making was a three point two, whatever it is. Um, if he doesn't work out and he struggles to produce and all that stuff, it's it's only one year. Next year is the last year of the contract, so it's not like they're they're stuck with him for a while. Um, right. So and, I, I think it's, it's, it's a fine bad. gamble. Right. If it's that bad, throw him on waivers and let Lamarillo have him. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. There you go. 
And That's honestly, right. depending on what happens this year with the Penguins, if you put them on waivers, they might be interested in getting them back. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So I think it's a it's a very low risk move for Doug, and I'm not going to say high reward, low risk, high reward. I'll say low risk, good enough reward. You know, yeah, there's not guys that can right. compare that can compete in the NHL in your bottom six. Yeah, the way it I has look at tremendous it is, speed. Yeah, the way I look at this is it is a you know, we brought in more than a warm body, right? We we brought in a guy who might just be a change of scenery away from breaking out. Probably not, but you know, we we have an NHL caliber player on the roster through the rest of the season until we can get further into this retool. I think he's a 15 goal guy. I think at 15 goals, maybe, you know, I mean, depends on who he's playing on the line with and all that stuff, but I think last right. year he scores 20 goals with the blues. I <laughs> probably everybody did. Yeah. yeah right. Right. I scored 20 goals last year. <laughs> I could have scored six. Uh, so, uh, uh, Kapanen was uh, in the game uh, and the blues lost to Seattle. Uh, Honda was at this game. Uh, I was so so. Give us uh, you. You said uh, that the atmosphere at the game in the crowd was good. I mean, considering the Blues have now lost six straight, uh, a number of guys have been traded away. But the fan base uh, should have fully embraced uh, the the what this season has now become. Right? It's, we're yeah, basically and, just trying to get a high draft pick. I mean, last time I went to a game was New Year's Eve. Uh, Bill, weren't you at that game too? Is that right? No, no. The only game I've been to this year was uh, the uh, Islanders early um, in the season. Well, well either way, I, the last game I went to was New Year's Eve, uh, the wild game that that O'Reilly broke his foot, and uh, and and you know it was still kind of a party. Let's make the playoffs atmosphere. They can go on a run type thing. Uh, it was. It did feel a little different in this game, but I don't know. It actually gave me hope. Bill and Kurt, and you'll love to hear this because, you know, we're kind of in our silo of social media here where all we see are just fucking, I'm sorry, asinine, stupid <laughs> shit, right? Like, that's all we fucking see. Like, it, it you'll get really... one one intelligent comment out of maybe <laughs> 10 or 15. It's bad. So for me, I'm just like, oh, my God. But, like, going to the game and seeing people – like first of all, still root on the team, which I like. I, I again, I, I've said this before, man. I, I get it. We want to lose so we can get a higher draft pick. I get that hundred percent. But when it comes to being a fan of a team, I can never root for them to lose, ever. And anyone around me, they were not doing that. The conversation was still, you know, oh, let's hope we can get uh, Kairu going here. Um, you know, and, and, oh, you know, there's a guy next to me talking about, you know, I just think that if they change the defensive coach, maybe we've got a different situation next year. Like, it was still a very positive atmosphere. And there were still people rooting on the team, excited they scored goals, and uh, just positive, just positive. Even though it's and – and I think if this team still had all of its UFAs, Probably not the same situation, but the fact that people are kind of embracing what's going on, I love it. It makes me very happy to see, and it just it brought a lot of glimmer to me because it's been so negative reading social media and seeing how people think. Like I told you earlier, Kurt, 
Um, literally saw someone say, stop going to Blues games. Don't go to Blues games because this team needs to lose so they understand, you know, if they're losing money, they have to have a winning product. And I'm just like, okay, so you want the team to be sold and moved because we're not having people show up to the games? Like, knowing that... And the fans make that much of a difference? (laughs) It's just, it's ridiculous, Bill, I'm telling you. Like, some of the people, you know, we all look at social media. It's awful. And you know so the meme? Being a different idea at, at a game itself. You know the meme? Be a very positive atmosphere. At the comic game. strip meme, you know, shh, let people enjoy things. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Just right. People, people, they want to go to games and enjoy a hockey game. But yeah, they might lose. They probably will lose. You know, they're, they're, they're not playing well. They've lost some top end talent. You know, they're, they're, I mean, they're a shell of what they once were before. Uh, people show up to these games, and and social media, they'll they'll go off and like, oh, this team's, you know, they're, they're complaining about this, complaining about that, about the way the team's playing. Like, they're a shell. They've traded away Barbashev, Tarasenko, O'Reilly, Mikola. They've 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 traded away a a chunk of this team. They're going to be worse. I mean, it's just the way it's going to be. I mean, what do you expect this team to be? I don't, I don't really understand what people's expectations are right now for this team if they're complaining about them not now it's one thing for the team to actually look like a monkey fucking a football on the ice and it's embarrassing you know a hockey player and professional players should be able to do certain things on the ice and we've seen a few plays that you know it didn't look like it was professional hockey so that's bad but still with that said you know let's let's calm down guys yeah i mean for me Relax. and especially like you know it, it's a Tuesday night. Like it's a fun thing to go do during the week or weekends. And you know, I don't know. I, I just couldn't imagine us sitting here on this show. Like, can you guys imagine this? Just us sitting on the show and just being like, Hey, blues fans, what the fuck are you doing? Stop going to the games. What are you doing? Don't go to these games. You want this team to lose and you want them to see that they're, when they lose, they're not going to get the support. Can you imagine having that thought process? No, you've still got to support your team so they stick around. Yeah. Well, Kirk kind of started to go down that path wanting to do a city podcast tonight, but you know. <laughs> no, honestly, I mean it is fun to talk about a winning team. But yeah. Um right. but you know you say winning team, they've won one game. <laughs> right. They've won one game, but you know, this is the thing. Right. I was talking to, to a guy at work today about, you know, we we're still OK. Right. With we won the Stanley Cup in the last four years. Right. So we haven't done multiple rebuilds. Right. We are retooling after the core of that team has now moved on. So I think we are still in almost a honeymoon period if you will, I, I think it's going to be okay unless, you know, we miss the playoffs for the next four years because of this, you know, I'm okay with some downtime. I'm really looking forward to watching the playoffs this year without mm-hmm. the blues in it. It's going to be a hell of a year and there is no way without the most amount of luck that the blues would win a single playoff game if they squeaked in. <laughs> so, uh, Ken Morris asked if John Hamm has said anything about Barbershev being traded since Barbershev and John Hamm are like length of the hip. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Rutherford did ask, uh, John Hamm 
about like like he's got his number i guess um, he probably does he might um i wasn't being sarcastic i was like i guess it sounded like i probably was but i was, I was like of course you know he, he has his number um but uh john ham did say very sad to see the end of the barbershop era in st louis the 49-20-70 line during the 19 cup run was one of the most relentless examples of absolute dominance in forecheck uh, every time I got the chance to go up in the booth, he did something spectacular. While I can only envision him with a blue note on his sweater, I know I'm not alone in wishing him nothing but the best in Vegas, and we can hope his journeys lead him back to the Arch City. Mm. But it also makes it a lot easier for John Hamm to go watch Ivan Barbashev. Yeah, that's drive, true. Drive from L.A. to Vegas. <laughs> that's true. Or helicopter or whatever, you know, rich actors <laughs> get to do. Uh, train. I think actors take trains. Oh, this is the 1940s. <laughs> uh, Jesse Hill, uh, Jesse Hill in the chat, not a Barbershev fan. Pass on Barbershev. One I, good season. I love Barbershev. Again, not I, consistent. I think Spend he, the money elsewhere, he says. Even, even with uh, his kind of down year, I guess, or the fact that he had one good season, as a bottom six guy, I love him. I'd love to have him back. But again, I think for the price he is going to command, right. yeah, no thanks. Yeah, I, I like him. I, I agree with you. Bottom six, I liked him. His checking role, a guy who could score a little bit. Um, loved to hit. Uh, picked his spots. But uh, when he hit, he hit. Um, I liked him. Uh, but yeah, like you said, I, I think he's going to be priced out of this team uh, probably. Yep. So I, I don't see him coming back, especially if the Blues go after O'Reilly. I don't know. There's so much, so much up in the air right now. Yep. Going to be an interesting summer. So stay tuned, folks, because we have a show every week. And every uh, single week. I have not, uh, I've not shared, and I still am not going to, what my summer plan is. Um, but I will tell folks, and actually, this might be news to Kurt and Bill. Uh, there will be a video teaser on what the uh, summer plan will be. So expect that in the next probably couple weeks. Okay. You it tease. might be, you guys know, you guys know what it is, but this might be, I'm not going to say it's my best idea, but it might be the most fun idea I've had. I'm still waiting years. for your best idea. Ah, I feel like that's what my <laughs> boss tells me. <laughs> Let me know when you got a good idea. You know what, Kurt? I hope you're always hope waiting for my best idea because that <laughs> means that my best is always in front of me. Right. Yes. Yes. And nothing is ever good enough. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You did that, huh? Well, okay, I'm looking for something better. So give me something better next time. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of this. Uh, it's interesting to me the Colton Preco rumors, and they're substantial, right? And they're talked about a lot. A lot of teams kicking the tires on Preco, inquiring with Armstrong on Preco about his availability, um, and the way Armstrong operates, and I guess the way most GMs probably operate is that you know uh, they would have to put a trade together and agree on a trade, and then he would go to this player, uh, Preco in this case, and ask him if he'd be willing to. We have a trade in place for you. Would you be willing to? Do, to waive your trade clause and go there. Did you want to go there? Because they want you. Um, so, and apparently, um, from what people are saying, I think this is Jared that said this that uh, in the athletic that uh, the only team that Preco is thought to maybe 
waive his no trade clause for would be Edmonton. I, and I don't, that's not coming from Preco's camp. I think it's speculation, but that's, you know, educated right. guesses it's, from people in the know. Right. It's home. Right. Yeah. So, and Edmonton just made a trade. So for defensemen, so they, they're probably out on Pareko. Um At least this season. Yes. Yeah. Um, Ottawa is probably interested. Other teams are, but you know, and, and all this talk from the national guys, the national insiders, you know, about Pareko, Pareko, Pareko. Um, I don't think, and some mention it, right? Some mention it, but I don't think enough mention the fact that he has this no trade clause and there's been no indication that he's going to waive it. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm, every time someone brings it up, oh, we got to, you know, move all the defense except for, you know, one guy, except for, you know, Falk. Some people say, oh, keep everyone but Falk. Tucker. Like, we, Got to keep Tucker. Tucker, right? It was, <laughs> it was Tucker. That's right. Keep everyone but Tucker. Or keep uh, ship everyone up except for Tucker. Keep Tucker. Mm. And I'm like, I'm like, what? Tucker? <laughs> I mean, I, 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 you know, the guy's a nice depth guy to have in the press box, I guess, for toughness if you need it. But keep Oof. him over everybody on the team. Okay. He looked like a pylon last night. He's not. I, I, I don't. I, okay. I like his attitude i like his oh, toughness absolutely love it but i'm not i'm i'm not gonna annoy i haven't seen near enough of him to <laughs> trade everyone except for him you know uh that's <clears throat> i oh, that oh that mindset anyway to do to uh move on from everyone except for tucker which was which was funny to me yeah, yeah, that that must have been posted by that kid I saw in Schnucks wearing the Tucker jersey a couple <laughs> yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, right. Had to be. Had to Edmonton be. just traded for a defenseman Matthias Eckholm uh, from Nashville. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's moving on Tyson Berry. Right. Yeah. And, uh, Which and was funny because I thought I thought Berry was more like we're going to have him as a supplemental piece. Let's bring in somebody better though to anchor the D. But then they just were like, eh, Berry kind of sucks. Let's move him out too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I. I Oh, I, I was going to say that I, um, man, I, I don't think, and I said this earlier on Twitter, I don't think Pareko gets moved at all at least in the next couple of years. Um, he's sticking around and, and, and I'm going to tell blues fans kind of my thought process and hope that you all, uh, at least try and adopt it. You need to just accept this defense is sticking around <laughs> and the issue with that Austin, Austin shaking his head. No, no. <laughs> They are, man. <laughs> you can't they get rid all of have no trade clauses. You get rid what are you going to do? You can't even, you can't like, even I, go to Scandella right now. Well, you could. He's got a partial trade clause. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, but I'm saying that the top four, they're sticking around. Yeah. Um, I think the only hope that the Blues have is while their contracts are all in the books. And that's why I think people who think they might turn it around next year or even the year after, they're not. Because this defense ain't it. This ain't no. going to do shit. The and, only thing and, I think you can hope for is that one, they make a move for a young defenseman who is controlled and is just not going to make a lot of money who can maybe like, step in and, and play. Jacob well. Chikrin? Prunovitz. Oh, uh, not even Jacob Chikrin. Probably somebody oh, even wait, younger than that. That ship sailed. That tonight. ship sailed. Yeah. Finally, that ship that was in but, dock the harbor for two years, three years. The only other thing I think with that you could hope for is that when the Blues, hopefully they make this, I don't know. I don't want to say hopefully that they make their their pick, their pick in the first round. Uh, it's going to be a high one. 
Hopefully they can get a very good young defenseman who can develop within the next three or four years. And maybe that guy steps in as a, probably a second pairing guy and he plays well. And then maybe you find some other guys that will be able to step in and play a little better and, and be able to improve this defense slightly. But if I'm telling you with this defense, the way it is, they ain't going anywhere. Well, here, here's the, here's the flip side of the coin. Okay, for the for the for anybody who might be looking for an optimistic reason, um, and this is just me talking. Uh, I, I think the talent individually on the defense should be there. It's like these players should be better than they are, and they're just not uh, working together at all. Um, I'm not sure why that is because we talked about it last week on the show is that individually each of these deals when they were acquired at the time we liked. Um, but for whatever reason, when you put it all together, it's not, it doesn't work. Um, and they look bad. Uh, so maybe if they would ever fucking fire Mike Van Ryan, uh, maybe you get a different voice in the room maybe that makes a little bit of a difference. Maybe a per- Perunovic coming in helps make a little bit of a difference. Not that he's a, a big, strong defensive guy, but he's a different body. Um, well, you may- say different and- voice in the room for Van Ryan. It's also that another system implemented. Might could be another it. system. Right. Yeah. Which it would go. That's it, all part of the same you know, voice in the room system. It's all kind of tied into one, I think. Um. If Van Ryan is on this team next season, I, I don't know. That's that's the definition of insanity, right? You just keep going to the same the well with the same defensive coach. I don't yeah. get it. Every yeah. year. I mean, yeah. It, it, I don't know that it's just finding somebody new. I think you have to right, find the right guy. Um, and you know, I, I don't know who that necessarily would be, but I, I think at this Larry point, Robinson. Excuse <clears throat> me. he's, he's too, he's too happy in retirement. And he's 110 years old spending time with his grandkids, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, he, he was the guy that could make Colton Pareko right. And, you know, he's, he's moved on in life. Um, if I mean, if you can find a guy who can who can you know set up the right system, um, and I that's that's got to be the answer because you're right. We're stuck with this team. It's it's it doesn't there unless unless something miraculous happens and the you know Pareko gets moved. Uh, Edmonton, you know, thinking about it, you know they they sent out um, their right-handed D and brought in another left-handed D they were pretty good there with Darnell nurse. Right. So, but now who do they have on the power play? Um, yeah. So maybe they still try to make a move for Pareko. I doubt it, but you know, you got to find the defensive whisper who can get these guys, right. Maybe right? Edmonton and, does something in the off season with, with Pareko. I mean, maybe they go and they take a run at, you know, what they got now. And so say it doesn't work out. And in the off season, they make some moves and they, and let's say Pareko 
does would waive his no trade for Edmonton and they would make a move for him. I think that would make a big difference uh, mm-hmm. on the defense. But then again, you know, you've got that the whole thing that we've kind of touched on is he playing hurt and will he be healthy in a year <laughs> and then start right. to play better again? Right. In the, the J-Bo syndrome. Right. But that's, to me, that's a what if. Yeah, right. sure. And, sure. That's, and that Armstrong was... would know that, right? Armstrong would know if he's playing hurt. So, right. And that was, that was, I thought the beauty of JR's article today, right? Is Pareko, you, you know, you, you can't trust that he just, he's not the guy that we thought he was at this point, even if he's playing hurt, can he get back to the level that he was with the right treatment? You know, but Armstrong's not going to go to him with a trade request until he has a deal in right. place. That's how I, he operates. That's and that's I think that's what people have said. I right. Jeff and, touched on that too before. Yeah, uh, it's the right it's the right way to go. Right, so you don't create this. We don't want you here. Situation. Right. It kind of approach it like you know, hey, we've been approached by this team, and here's the deal that they want to make. You know, uh, I want to come to you. Do you want to go there? If you want to go there, we'll move you there. You know, that put put it in his court, right? Which is what he had to yep. do. All kinds of conversation in the chat about our defense. Um, everyone's got a different opinion on who they want to keep. <laughs> uh, Lights on geometry says uh, crud. Hey, the play on words. Uh, Krug and Letty both need to go first. Uh, We've got our yeah. comment of the show here, so I'm just waiting for you to either read it or pass it over. Which one? There's like 12 here we could use. Matt Harris, congratulations, (laughs) sir. You have uh, gotten comment of the show. Trade Pareko for a bag of Band-Aids. Use the Band-Aids on Krug. (laughs) Yes, 100%. Uh, We're going to bring up Perunovic, right? Before the season's over to play? Yeah, like I said before, you want him injured here rather than (laughs) down at the A. Right. Why not? Why not bring him up at some point after he gets conditioned uh, in the A? Like he's he went down there to he's played a handful of games now. So you know. yeah, you you have to imagine after last night's game, and I know we we still uh, have to break that one down um, officially, uh, but you have to imagine that uh, Tyler Tucker is going to get a couple games in the press box because he looked real bad last night. Callie Rosen, I think we'll go back in, but I don't know. Maybe they, I, maybe they keep running Tucker out. And, I, and I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of confused why Rosen's not playing. <laughs> because I, we want to lose. I, well, but the, but the coaching, well, unless Armstrong's pulling strings there, you know, I, I, cause, cause, uh, uh, Brube is, is trying to win. The players are trying to win. You know, if, if Brube wants to, to dress the best defensive core he can with what he has available, Rosen's got to be a part of that. I don't understand why he's not playing. Hmm. But, and the abs have lost. Yay. Uh, even though I'm rooting for a Wyshynski team in this game. Um, all right. So uh, we'll talk some Patrick Kane and some Rangers news. Uh, we are due for a break. So after this word from strikewithmike.com, this is Let's Go Blues Radio.
During the magical 2019 playoff run, I was in the midst of buying my current home. Every time I spoke with my realtor, obviously, home buying was the discussion. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about what was destined to happen for our St. Louis hockey team. If only there were a realtor who could have walked me through the process, held my hand when needed, but was there to be a sounding board when I wanted to complain about a certain hand pass goal. Let realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage be that for you. He'll have your needs top of mind as he skates you through the home buying or selling process, dangling you past any obstacles, and assisting on all your home goals. Check out strikewithmike.com for more information or give him a call directly at 314-753-4060. That's Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage at strikewithmike.com and that number again is 314-753-4060. Don't forget to tell Mike that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. Man, Austin with vulgar language in the in the chat. In our in private the show chat. chat. The show chat. Jeez. <laughs> Who's he think? Have he you is? guys have you guys noticed that uh we've been doing rock, paper, scissors uh in every break since last week? And uh Austin, I have beaten you every fucking time. I have not noticed that. How have I not noticed? I don't know. I- well, I I haven't noticed it because I can't see Austin. That's right. Yeah, Bill can't. I, uh, yeah, I Kurt, you haven't noticed? Every no. break, we've Mux been doing rock, paper, scissors, here. best two out of three. And I've so, won every time. Well, here. Let's do it right now. Ready? Oh, great. Ready? You want to do it again? Let's do it yeah, again. I, 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 I haven't. Ready? All right, here we go. Right. One, One, paper, two, scissors. Three, two. Okay, he beat me there. What the fuck right. are you doing? It's fire. Jesus Christ. All right. One more time. Or, well, best out of three. Rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. Fire beats all. So I'm just going to keep using fire. Rock, paper, scissors. It's one, two, three, shoot. Ah, What are you guys doing? I finally One, two, three, shoot. Well, well, also, part of the problem is that there's a slight delay here. So I'm trying to. I'm trying to make sure that doesn't happen. But that's All the right. first time Austin's beat me, and of course it's on air. Right. I'll beat you All during right. the next break, too. Congrats, yeah, Austin. We'll see, bitch. Woo! See you. There we go. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I didn't even know there was a whole game going on in the background. You guys got standings and everything? We've done it every break now Jeez. since he joined the show. <laughs> Thanks for telling me. Feels so left out. You can see us. I don't look at you guys. I try not to look at you guys. <laughs> Why? We're so I don't know. I don't know. I'm doing stuff. Uh, Patrick Kane joins Tarasenko and former teammate uh, and uh, Panarin in New York. Uh, the New York Rangers acquired uh, Patrick Kane and Cooper Zek in a three-way trade with the Chicago Blackhawks and Arizona Coyotes. The uh, Coyotes uh, retain 50. You say Coyotes or Coyotes? I go back and forth. Really? But it actually, de- You know what? It actually depends on who I am talking to. I have never said Coyotes in my life, except for if I just If then. I'm talking to a hockey fan, a lot of times I'll say Coyotes. If I'm talking to somebody really? who's never watched hockey ever, I'll be like, oh, yeah, the Arizona Coyotes. I would. Oh, okay. Uh, so the, the, the Coyotes. The, the, the Yotes. The yotes. Yotes. Yeah, yotes too. That's up there. What's, what's a yote? The, uh, the two yotes. The two yotes. <laughs> Have you seen what's my cousin Vinny, Jeff? 
Of course. Okay. Uh, but I'm not, I'm drawing a blank on that. The two line. Utes. What's a Ute? The two Utes. Oh, Ute. Okay. all right. Yep. I got it. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Sorry. A little <laughs> slow. Um, He's too busy watching Mean Girls. Uh, the <laughs> great fucking movie. All right. It's okay. It's all right. It, it's Matt good Harris for a few quotes. Back on that. It's good for a few quotes. Uh, the Coyotes do retain 50% of Kane's salary along with acquiring a Rangers conditional 2025 third round pick. The Blackhawks received a uh, 2023 second round pick and a fourth round pick and defenseman Billy not going to work here anymore from the Rangers and defenseman uh, Andy Walensky from Arizona. Uh, sorry, RV. Sorry, RV. That sounds sorry, good. RV, sorry, RV. Sorry, RV. Sorry, Harvey. Uh, sorry, RV. You've been traded. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago's return is uh, minimal uh, due to Kane only willing to accept the trade to the Rangers. I thought they got a lot for uh, for him, um, considering that everyone knew where he was going. He wasn't going anywhere else, right? Right. It could turn out to be a first-round pick. Yeah, right? it could. So, not this year. What's the, not this year, but no, it wouldn't still. be. Not. What's the what's the condition? Um, so if the it's second round pick right now, any cabbies. <laughs> it's a it's, second round pick now, believe, but it, it becomes a first round pick if they get to the third round, I believe. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. So I, I speculate it, it might be how far they go in the playoffs. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, uh, I, I was, I remember back when, uh, Ryan Callahan and Martin St. Louis got traded for each other, uh, the Rangers and the lightning. And it was like, how the hell did the Lightning get anything of value because St. Louis made it public? I only want to go to the Rangers. If I'm the Rangers, I'm like, all right, you'll get a seventh-round pick. You don't want to take it? Okay, well, then you're going to lose them in the summer for nothing. Like, how do teams still pull this off and still get anything of value for these players when that happens? It it boggles my mind. I don't get it. Well, Chicago could say, Screw you! I'm not moving him. We're not moving him. Yeah, but then you're losing him in the off season for nothing. Yeah, I know. But if they're not getting anything but like a third or fourth round pick for him, then what's the? I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, would you? I I get it. You you got you move him for as whatever you can when it comes down to it. But it's almost like you have to go back to Patrick Kane and say, hey, I I, I gotta you gotta say that you're willing to go to more than one team because we're just not getting anything for you at all. From the Rangers, yeah, but that's, that, that, that that wasn't the case. That's what pisses me off. As if and Mark Lazarus had a really awesome article on this uh, Blackhawks writer for the Athletic. Um, he basically wrote an article, basically saying, "Are people going to be pissed at Patrick Kane because of this? Are people going to remember him in a negative light because of this? No, because he's fucking Patrick Kane, and he brought a couple cups to to Chicago. So at the end of the Great. day." At the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter. Uh, Chicago's always going to love Patrick Kane. He'll always be the Blackhawk up there with, you know, in the top five of players of all time for that organization. So I get that. But um, I think that is so shitty. There was a couple teams that are cup contenders that he could have been moved to. Uh, mm-hmm. Carolina comes to mind. They would have gladly accepted a Patrick Kane. But right. he made and, it and very well. With- Tavo Teravainen. That's true. That's I'm true. not complaining I even think about, about this. That. 
Because no, I'm not either. Chicago's are in their division, think, they're a rival. Uh, if they get I, fucked I in this Kane trade, I'm like, good. I agree, but I'm just saying, I think it is super shitty of Patrick Kane to make it well-known. I'm only oh, going to go to the Rangers. I agree. Like, come on, man. Like, at least, at least even publicly, just come out and say, like, I'll move to anyone who's going to win a cup this year. That way, at least, maybe, the Rangers are going to offer your team more. I just think that is just not good business by him. And if I'm the Blackhawks organization, I'm pretty pissed at the way he left. I don't, I mean, I don't, I, I, anything can happen and they're, I mean, but you know, the, the addition of Tarasenko has not been great for them so far. Uh, he had two goals, two assists and nine games played. Then he got the overtime winner tonight. So in his 10th game. Uh, yeah. with them. And, and he, he got the uh, apple on the uh, tying goal. Okay. A one-timer right. from the high slot that was redirected by Chris Crater. You know, it's funny because we see complaints uh, from Rangers fans, social media, uh, about him taking too long to get a shot off. <laughs> anyway, that was my gripe about him this whole time here. I mean, even when he was being very productive, he, he dusted off that fucking wrist shot and he let that goalie get in a position. He could have had 50 goals in a season. If he could just get his wrist shot off, I mean, easier said than done. I get it. I'm he's in the NHL. I'm not, but uh, I'm, I'm watching and I'm like, and he, you know, Pang and and Kelly and whoever else is is analyzing these highlights. Oh yeah, he dusts off that puck. He just couldn't, you know, and he couldn't uh, get it on goal quick enough or whatever. Um, and Rangers fans have seen, have seen the same thing and they're complaining about it. So it wasn't their... until recently he started being able to actually pull off one timers. Still not the consistency that, you would hope but he was actually still doing it recently and it's like remember dude you're well into your nhl career and you're finally taking one-timers remember when uh he came back from his shoulder surgery and he let that monster one-timer go from the near boards and it was like upper corner it was like under the bar it was amazing it was the best one-timer goal i ever seen him take and it was after his shoulder surgery and we're like oh wow his shoulder looks fine to me because he doesn't do that um doesn't do that enough He's he he he'll do that every now and then, but it's like yeah, is, is that that's not part of his game. He's you you much you much more frequently see him, uh, you know, shank a shank a one timer or uh, whatever, as opposed to getting a good shot off on a one timer. Like Perron can do it, but you know, Tarasenko can't. Yeah, I uh, I I saw a couple. Uh, there was another tweet I saw. I wish I would have pulled it up here so I could have. Quoted it exactly, but I saw some a Rangers fan say, "Anyone else annoyed that Vladimir Tarasenko just has disappeared since his first game here?" And I'm like, and then all the comments from Rangers yeah. fans being like, "Yeah, what the hell?" And then there were Blues fans chiming in like, "Yep, this is what we've been saying. Like, this is what he does. Disappear for parts of the season, and he'll score. That just happens. He'll score five goals in eight games, and then he'll." Uh, get two and 14, you know, it's, and a lot of players that happens to a lot of players, you know, they're, they're, it's hard to maintain a consistent consistency offensively. It's just hard for players to do. But uh, when you're, when you're a higher end player and more is expected of you, you know, your, your droughts are more magnified and, and, and uh, they're noticed by people. And it's funny to see other fan bases, see what we've seen. (laughs) In him, it's okay. as much as as great as Tarasenko was for his franchise, and as how many good seasons he had here, um, 
recently there were gripes about his his play, and that was what they're seeing now. It's okay to say this because we're talking about the Rangers. Uh, TBS broadcast. I'm sorry, TNT broadcast. Um, Henrik Lundqvist. By God, he is an attractive man. <laughs> it's just not even fair. I mean, good <laughs> Lord. Give us, give the rest of us a chance, Henrik. What the hell? <laughs> Save some for the rest of and us. And you've got Biz Nasty going tieless with the rest of the uh, the rest of the crew. All I mean, that's up a there. that's a good looking crew. You got Bissonette, you got uh, Liam McHugh, Anson Carter, and Henrik Lundquist. Do you think Bissonette's a attractive fella? I think he's a good looking dude. Uh, it's probably more his personality, but yeah, yeah I, I would. Dude. I think his personality is cool when he's not on spitting chicklets. When he's agree, when he's held back a little bit, not so much of a douchebag. Uh, the douchebag hockey show, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, when he's not with Ryan Whitney. Right. Oh, Whitney's such an ass. God, he's such I an asshole. Can't stand that guy. There's a reason why he's not on the national broadcast. I guess on TNT. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I, I just, I'd love, and we've talked about it before. The, the broadcasts that are on. Uh, uh, TNT, TBS, so much better than the ESPN. The guy, and and oh, okay. I'm sorry. I know we're totally going off on a tangent. Austin's going to yell at us, but oh my god, the ESPN stuff with PK Subban and and Mark Mar- Messier. You guys oh. saw that the other day, right? A little bit, yeah. About the oh, disagreed. They disagreed gold. on the hit by Oshi. Yes. Yeah. Pure gold. Because listen, I'm not. Listen. I am not going to say that that Mark Messier Mark Messier doesn't know anything about hockey because he does. He is a hockey genius, I'm sure, but he's not a good commentator. He, I'm sorry, he's not, and I don't think Chris Chelios is that great either. So ESPN, they went after the names. They didn't go after the talent, and but I think they've kind of hit a little bit with PK Subban, and I think he is bringing a realism to that panel. And seeing what he can do with these guys who, yes, they are Hall of Famers. They know hockey, but they don't know how to tell it like guys like P.K. Subban do it. I hate giving him credit because I hated him as a player. But holy shit, he is great on that panel, and I want to see more of it. Do you see him, like, wave off Messier when they had disagreement? He was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, wave He wasn't happy. Yeah. Messier is talking about something. You see PK in the background, just shaking his head. No. <laughs> and it was about, it was about, uh, and it was about the Oshi hit that I saw that they were talking about. And they disagreed on it was Messier said, that's the hit that they want to get out of the league. And Subban was more or less disagreeing with him and saying, well, that's, that's, that's not a dirty hit. Right. That is, yeah. It was not the gist of it. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I think, uh, 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 Andy Strickland and uh, Cam Jansen were talking about it on their podcast. And uh, they said, well, you know, P.K. Subban was a dirty player. So, I mean, take that with a grain of salt with what he has to say and his views, too. So, the yeah, but I mean, yeah, I agree. I mean, the, the guy was a slew footer. But at the same time, I mean, we're not talking about their careers. We're talking about the game today. And I know P.K. just retired, but I don't know. You need personality to be on these shows. And I'm not saying Mark Messier and Chris Chilius don't, but for it being a national broadcast, you want it to be entertaining. And I don't think those two are very entertaining. 
PK adds a nice entertaining aspect to that panel. I will, I've, I will agree with you, even though I don't like Subban. Yeah, I, I have not seen it. Um, you know, I do, I do own a PK Subban jersey. Um, the uh, was 2014 Winter Classic. The, I did the white not one. know that. Yeah, absolutely love it. It was uh, to me the end of Montreal. Um, the the previous good era in Montreal is when he got traded to Nashville. Yeah, and I was in Nashville the day he got traded there. So actually, the the day that training camp opened after that trade. Oh, so. Austin's Austin showing off his uh, Subban Predators jersey. Did that's uh, a travesty. That is that ever... is. Don't wear that. <laughs> did I ever tell you guys that I um when I met PK Subban, like not not as a media member, I just met him is on that... the street one day. He slew footage, right? On the sidewalk? Yes, yeah. I was walking by and he stuck his <laughs> leg out. I'm like, you son of a bitch. What? Um, that's how that's how you do that's how you <laughs> greet people. You just that was what his argument when he when he, he was slew footing people continuously in the league is like he didn't know how to check people in that manner. He, he'd always drag his feet. Right. Yep. Go ahead. So, no, so he uh, so it was actually outside the Prudential Center. I was in New Jersey for work, and I was walking to my car, and it was right before the season started. So it was like late August, and it was the year he was traded to New Jersey. And I was just walking to my car, and I look over to my right. There's this well-dressed man, and instantly I knew who it was. I'm like, oh, my God, that's P.K. Subban. Was he wearing like a big hat? And I'm – what? Was he wearing a big hat? No, he was, like- he was just – no, he was just like wearing a very, a very nice suit. It was all he was wearing. Okay. And, and I'm like, okay, that's PK Subban. And I'm on my car. I wasn't going to say anything. I didn't want to bother him. And, uh, you know, and I'm just wearing a blues hat. And he, I see him look over at me. Because aren't you just Jeff Ponder? Me a, no, no. <laughs> I saw him looking at me. Or something? And I could tell, <laughs> I could tell he was like trying, I think he saw like from the side, like, what the hell hat is he? Is he wearing a blues hat in New Jersey? What the hell? And so I finally just looked over him and I just go, and this was 2019. This was the summer after the blues won the cup. And I just looked over and I just go, you, uh, you don't mind, do you? And I pointed to my hat and he just looked at me. He just shakes his head. He just goes, what the hell are you doing in New Jersey? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like for work, but, uh, I'll tell you what, this is the team right here. And he just goes, yeah, we'll see this season. I was what like, year yeah, was it? We will. What year was it? <laughs> 2019, 2020. They still had a great year that year. Okay. Yep. But yeah, it was <laughs> it was just funny. It's, I mean, it was just a, a classic exchange. Like he was just a, a normal guy. I was just a normal guy, and and he seems like that type of guy. Two It'll guys just, being you know, dudes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> no, it was just it was a perfect exchange, and and it just again I've said before, not a fan of him. On the rink, off the rink, I love his personality. Hilarious guy. Uh, all right, so uh, we are due for another break. Oh, but before before we do that, uh, I just want to say one more thing about Tarasenko. Dating back to his time in St. Louis, one Tarasen- more thing. One more thing. Uh, not including the game tonight because he had what two points tonight, Bill. So yep. dating back to his time in St. Louis, Tarasenko before tonight had two goals, two assists, and was a minus four in his last fourteen games played. Uh, but did have a goal and assist tonight in the game one in overtime uh, for the Rangers. So uh, maybe he'll start a, a nice little streak uh, in New York. He is a very streaky player. 
So mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, we'll talk some rapid-fire tidbits from around the NHL after this word from Centerized Brewery. So don't nobody go nowhere. This is Let's Go Blues Radio. Do you like hockey? No, of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Center Ice Brewery. That's right, Center Ice Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. Uh, next up for the Blues, uh, was so was this tally there during the break, the RPS? Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, so you actually saw it that time. I saw it. I was playing. Did you not see me? Well, <laughs> oh, no, I did not. I actually didn't see you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, see, I won everyone. I see how easy it is. <laughs> see? Now. See, it's, it's like 30 <laughs> seconds. Uh, no, it. I, uh, well, he pulled your fire shit, so we actually didn't get a victor. <laughs> it's from friends. <laughs> Joey did fire. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, I do want to call out Matt Harris's uh, tweet or message here. If I had a nickel for every time Jeff went on a rant over how attractive a man was, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's crazy it happened twice. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That's good stuff. Uh, Up next for the Blues, the three-game road trip starting off in San Jose tomorrow, which is Thursday, uh, 9.30 p.m. on uh, Bally's Sports Midwest. Saturday versus the LA Kings at 9.30 p.m. on Bally Sports Midwest, and Tuesday versus the Arizona Coyotes at 8 p.m. on Bally's. So, I mean, I think we could probably fill in both, but let's just say uh, uh, St. Louis City goes way over time. Bill, what are you watching? You turning in for the Blues game at all, or are you waiting until for that, that City game to end? Uh, uh, city. I'm, I'm yeah. going to be prioritizing city going I'm forward this, the rest of this hockey season. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to record the, I, I record all the blues games anyway, so I can, I, I will oftentimes do something else or watch something else while the blues game has been recorded and then watch the blues game uh, later at my leisure. That's I'm typically yeah got to avoid the scores and it sucks finding the score out when you record a game you really want to watch. Yeah, that that was the city game for me Saturday night. Wait, and you heard the where where'd you hear the score? Not in our chat um, because if you were no. in our chat, shame on you. <laughs> no, no, it was uh, it, it actually I think it was a problem with the, the settings on my Apple TV device uh, didn't pick up that I wanted scores hidden. Uh, so uh, when I went to it, it told me the score. Oops, gotta say uh, I liked a lot about the um, Apple TV's. You know, interface. It's nice, except for the the score box, right? It yeah, looks like very bland. Very bland. It looks like the default courier new font is up there that they just left on there for the application that <laughs> uh so rapid fire tidbits from around the NHL, Timo Meyer, Scott Harrington, Centeri, uh Hataka. These names. Timo Oh, I, I had to go through these already. <laughs> So I I can say them if you want. Go ahead. You know you 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 pronounce them right. You go. You I'm tired of talking. You talk. Timur Ibraganov, <laughs> uh, Zach Emond, and Colorado's 2024 fifth round pick traded to the New Jersey Devils for the Sharks' first round pick, conditional 2024 
first round pick, Shakir. Shemla uh, Ding Dong. <laughs> <laughs> I said these like three times and I've already forgotten. Shakir Makamadulin, Fabian Zetterland, Nikita Okotiak, uh, Andreas Janssen, and a 2024 seventh round pick. Sharks retained 50% of Timo Meyer's salary. I, I swear. That's as close as we'll get to their names. <laughs> right. I mean, See, half of them sound like Eskimos. Right. The, <laughs> the devil's, the devil's uh, backroom staff ran out of vowels. So yeah. Like, we, we need to trade some of these guys. So I, I need $800 to uh, pay for all the letters on the, and put on the jerseys. So this went down on Sunday night and I saw Austin for hockey uh, Sunday night. And it was funny because he asked me, he goes, hey, did you see the return on the Timo Meyer trade? And I hadn't yet. I was like, oh, let me look it up. And so I look it up and I start seeing these names. And I, <laughs> he gets back after a shift because I wasn't playing. I was in the, the scorekeeper's box. He gets back after playing. He sits on the bench. And I, <laughs> he goes, what was the return? I'm like, hang on. You got to give me a couple minutes to figure out how to say these damn names. <laughs> Yeah, the one that really got me was um, uh, it was Shakir Makamadulin. I believe that's how you say it. Yeah, (laughs) I think uh, I think Merrick said Makamadulin, but I would trust that Jeff over this Jeff. I agree. (laughs) I would too. (laughs) Uh, No, I. I, It would have been nice to have Timo Meyer, but as we talked about last week, I mean, his. 10 million due next season. That it's a quite the hamstring that, that you're putting on a team. So apparently the devils can figure it out. We'll see, but I don't know. That would have been tough for the blues. Too. Uh, yeah. Uh, Minnesota wild acquire uh, Marcus Johansson from the uh, Washington capitals for a 2024 third round pick. Um, which I think uh, Capitals are selling, right? Yeah, yeah. Capitals yeah. are the one team in in the East that are selling. Which, but it's it feels it feels very much like St. Louis though. They they want a quick retool, yeah. get Ov one more shot. Yeah, and they're out of the playoff. Right? Are they still just on the outside looking in? Right, I believe. Yeah, last yeah. I looked, they were they were like. Six points out of a wild card spot, or five points out. Oh yeah, yeah. they are farther than I thought. Um, right, and and let's be honest, the Eastern Conference has gone nuclear with the trade deadline this year. Yeah, right. Everybody yeah. is just trying to go all in, which is funny because half those teams are going to be done in the first round. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So, How many people oh. are rooting for Rangers Devils in the first round? And Ooh. both of those teams have just spent so much so much of their equity oh. as Doug likes to say and Toronto too. Toronto uh yeah. has as as uh is going for it this year right. um, in a year that Boston is like looks unbeatable right this about- this seems like the year that Toronto will burn if they don't beat the Bruins <laughs> oh they will Toronto will be done they will not they will blow it up they'll have to I don't okay, I don't want to say blow it up, but they will have to make okay, let's say heads will roll, I think is the way I'm going. I don't need to replace every coach, every GM, every manager. 
I, 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 Maple Leafs fans, surely, they surely want revenge for what year was it that Boston came back in game seven on them? Right. They were down 3 1 going into the third. They were down 3 1 in the series. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, and they scored two late goals, right? On Toronto. And then they won in overtime. Yeah. On a scramble. Yeah. So, I mean, Maple Leafs fans are just dying probably to beat Boston. Yeah, to, to get some kind of revenge from that it, series. It was like St. Louis and probably Detroit, St. Louis and L.A., St. Louis and Chicago there for a little while. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't thirteen? Austin says I'm with I I I guessed it. Doesn't thirteen? Yeah. I remember that year. That was, that was nuts. So weird. I I I'm and I've said it before. I'm anybody anybody in the East except for Boston. I whoever Boston's playing. I'm just I'm looking forward to watching some of these series in the East, especially in the first round. This is gonna be amazing. I hate to say it, I am not rooting for the Rangers anymore at all. I hope they I, lose in the first round. Now no, that they have Patrick yeah. Kane, yeah. Sorry, Vladdy. Yeah, I, I don't want to see Kane do anything. Yeah, they they were when they got Tarasenko. They were I, I you know I was like eh, I hate to I hate to have to think that I'm gonna root for either the Rangers or the Leafs this year. But I might have to. But yeah, now that they have Patrick Kane, yeah. Sorry. No so, what you, so what are you thinking like uh Tampa Bay again? I mean nobody wants to see a team win that many cups. I would I would right. love though, because Tampa really? hasn't done that much. I would love right. to see Tampa, all these teams retooling and oh, we gotta get the big name player from the West. Tampa's like, yeah, we'll get uh uh Tanner Tanner Janot. Right. right. Look at Tanner we'll, Janot, we'll, and we're still going to win the cup. Right. <laughs> and how how fucking insane would that be if Tanner Janot winds up getting the game, you know, the cup winning goal this year? And, and the return that Nashville got was like three oh. times what Chicago got. They got Cal Foot, who's a bona fide first, you know, first pair NHL defenseman. And a second, a third, and a fourth, or second, a third, and a fifth. What a haul. And Patrick Cade yeah. didn't get near that. Well, what a future, crazy year. future Con Smythe winner, Tanner Janot. <laughs> yeah. Does, uh, oh, Matt Harris, uh, I just want uh, Patty McDouchhawk <laughs> to shatter his hip in the first round like my grandma did back in 93. <laughs> oh, Matt Harris is killing it tonight. Oh, he's bringing the heat. Jeez, that's nasty. Uh, so, uh, we're talking about the East, um, Buffalo, uh, they have made the playoffs in almost since 93. <laughs> um, it seems like it, uh, do they make the playoffs? They got some games in hand. Um, they got Pittsburgh and, uh, ahead of them and the Islanders ahead of them, but, uh, they're four points behind the Islanders with, uh, five games in hand and they're one, uh, three points behind the Penguins with one with uh, one game in hand. They could get... probably use a large six foot five <laughs> defenseman who is great at stick checking, uh, and who wears number fifty five. That could probably help them a lot. Rasmus Ristolainen. That's it. Hmm. They That's traded it. him to Philly. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, never mind then. <laughs> I think I I don't know. I Carolina, no one's talking about Carolina. 
Really? As far as like doing anything? And they, they beat the Metro. They've got yeah. cap room too. 86 right. points. Right. They have cap room and they are down on Max Patch already. So they could probably use an undersized defenseman <laughs> who has been to a Stanley Cup final who once rocked Robert Thomas. Yeah. Uh, and uh, where's number 47? I mean, I got one more that I could do here, guys, if you want to name one more team. (laughs) Uh, Or we can move on. (laughs) Or we could, yes. (laughs) Uh, Jonathan Quick was uh, traded from the LA Kings along with a 2023 conditional first-round pick and a 24 third-round pick to the Columbus Blue Jackets for Corpusalo and Gavrikov. Yeah, he was he was the guy that like everybody, you know, that wasn't in on Chikrin was going for. Right. And and that to me that when I heard the Chikrin news, I'm like, Bill Armstrong was so intent on trading him to L.A. And when L.A. landed Gavrikov, he's like, "Eh, just send him to Ottawa, get what we can. It's yeah. that the, the chicken return makes no sense to me whatsoever. Oh, I agree. hundred percent. No, this, this trade. And I know that was actually, if you go back in our chat lot, because the thing is, is that LA comes out to me as the winner uh, with this trade. And I'm not yeah. just saying because, you know, uh, uh, I'm saying just they're wanting to make a playoff run and they went out and got, they needed another defenseman. So they got Gavrikov. They got a good backup goalie in Corpusalo in case your starter right now, uh, Phoenix Copley, uh, falls apart, which could happen. You don't know. Um, Yotis Corpusalo, I think, is their starter for game one of the playoffs. You think so? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think you start Phoenix Copley. He's he's had a hell of a run. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he is the Jordan Bennington of the Kings. But, I think I think you got to roll with Copley as long as I mean if he falls apart in the next month and a half then yes clearly you go to Corpusalo but right now game one oh I'm definitely giving it to Copley he's I don't great. I don't have Copley's numbers in front of me but I was just I read something last night for some fans saying that Copley's been struggling lately like he's out of game I I, I, mean, I that could yeah. be completely wrong it's, you know social media how it is uh, but uh, they were saying that uh, so maybe there, there's something to that as far as him. Struggling lately, tired, out of gas, or something. So, but anyway, so it's funny to see like that's that's in terms of NHL contracts, trades. The LA Kings is the story. They got Corpusalo and Gavrikov. And but let's face Jonathan it, the real story. Pasture. Yeah, the real story is that they're fucking elite. All time, one of the great, well, okay, let's face it. The greatest goalie in franchise history just got traded at the end of his career because he basically said, uh, from what I read, he is not, he told them he's not retiring at the end of the year. He wants to come back. And they basically said, okay, well, then we're going to trade you. And that's what they did. They moved him to Columbus. And all reports are he's not happy with the trade. No. Um. But yeah, that that is that is like when I heard that I was I was shocked and yeah the only thing that comes to mind is being put out the pasture, right? It it just it, it's yeah he's 
he because of his three his multiple cups two cups right they won two yep and played Kings. for a third yeah um because of his his multiple cups yeah he is he is the greatest goalie in franchise history um no disrespect to Roshi Vachon back in the 70s um before my time even um but yeah he he's he, he was the guy that we hated so much here those the team that that beat us was in 13 right that mm-hmm. injured petro and yeah jonathan quick was a god in that series and our goaltending sucked dustin penner was it dustin penner on brian elliott oh and that wasn't just i'm gonna i'm gonna stop you there that wasn't just on brian elliott the blues gave up on that right. play they let Penner just skate in and take a shot. Like the entire team just gave up. So I want to play yes, Pareko. Right. He wasn't even a thing then. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if I remember correctly, and I could be wrong here, correct me if I'm wrong, if you guys remember, I want to say it was David Backus that he skated in. Backus had a chance to just like take the puck from him and just stood there. And then Penner just walked by him and then took a shot. Could be wrong. But, yeah, neither here nor there, crazy to see Jonathan Quick get traded. And I saw, and it's so funny, I would imagine it would have been similar if the Blues would have traded Petrangelo rather than let him walk. But I I would have, I I just want to see, I I just, you look at Twitter and and Facebook and all the social media channels. The talk wasn't, oh, my God, we finally got a defenseman like Gavrikov. We got a great backup in Corpusalo. The conversation was, you guys fucked Johnny Quick. He is the greatest player in franchise history outside of Gretzky, and you fucked him. Fuck you, Kings. Like, their fans were so pissed. And I was just, the fact that that took precedence over their team getting better that blew my mind and it, it makes sense, but it still blew my mind. The uh, Columbus blue jackets are reportedly now shopping quick or interested in possibly shopping quick. And Vegas is apparently very interested. You're telling so, me the Toronto of the West is interested. I'm shocked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I think that I think uh, Kings fans too, if they saw quick playing for Vegas would, throw up <laughs> yeah can you imagine oh my god they'll be they'll be having pitchforks at rob blake's door if that happens <laughs> you let him go and now he's a knight <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> uh we mentioned earlier that chicken was traded uh to the Ottawa senators uh, finally after what two three years of speculation of being traded um uh for a conditional first round pick in 2023, a conditional second round in 23 from Washington, and a second round pick in uh, 26. Are you surprised? That's that, underwhelming. Yeah. Are you surprised that uh, you didn't get more? I guess you are. I, I am. Yeah. I I thought this would have been give me your first round pick for the next three years. Mm-hmm. Like that was what and, and a prospect of note. Like. They, he's the only 
possible, I don't want to say fully number one defenseman, but the only possible, like, he can step in and maybe be your number one, he's the only one on the market. And the only one that I could remember for, I don't know, 10 years, 20 years? You know, when was the last number one defenseman available for trade? Rob Blake? Mm-hmm. That far back? Uh, I can't think of anyone since. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I mean, a, Chris I, Pronger, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, Pronger. Um, it didn't happen yeah. often. And I, and again, I'm not saying he is definitely a bona fide number one defenseman in the NHL, but he probably steps into Ottawa outside of maybe Shabbat, but I think still he steps in as a number one defenseman there. It is the conditional first round pick. Is that lottery protected? If they get in the top ten, is it they get so. pushed next year? That would make sense. If they get a top ten pick, then it gets pushed back next year, or something like that. Because uh, Ottawa's pick might be decent this year. They're, you know, not a playoff team. They'll be on the outside of the playoffs looking in, but I don't think it's going to be like. No, I I don't think it's going to be great either. But I but it's not it's not like they're a playoff team. So Ken Morris says Ray Bork, but again, I think Pronger was more recent than that. So. Yeah. Yep. Shea Weber? Yeah. Yeah. That might be the last one. Ryan Suter? I don't know. Somewhere in that era is my guess. Austin Lynch adds uh, Subban, but I think at the time he was moved from Montreal, it was already well known he wasn't a number one anymore. I was going to say, he's not a number one. Yeah. Um, even though he was paid like one. Yeah, um, he was. He was, uh, he was like, was the... Top three paid defenseman in the NHL, wasn't he at one point? Yep. 11 million, something like that a season? Yep. Uh, that was crazy. Uh, I had a conversation on uh, Twitter about, uh, speaking of defensemen and, and uh, number one defenseman, uh, when Petro left, um, some people were saying that the reason why he left, uh, the reason why the Blues didn't sign him was because we signed Falk. We traded for Falk. And I was like, well, I don't, that's, I don't, the reason why Petro left was because he didn't get his buyout proof contract from the blues. They offered him, they've, they've traded for Falk one year. And then the next year they tried to sign Petro had a contract on the table, eight years, 8 million per with a signing bonus and uh, no trade clause for a while. The last time, except for the last two years and the contract, something like that. Um, and, he turned it down and went to Vegas to uh, to talk to them, and that's when that's when uh, Armstrong signed Krug. So I'm curious, and maybe I'm on an island here, but um, Krug is the reason why we couldn't sign Petrangelo because that you know, Petrangelo's money, most of it went to Krug. Uh, we had Falk on the roster and still had money to sign Petrangelo, so I don't. I don't think Falk had anything to do with the Blues not being not signing Petrangelo, other than the fact that, well, we do have Falk and we can go out and sign Krug. So we're not going to give Petrangelo the buyout proof contract. That's the only the only way that Falk ties into this as far as not resigning Petrangelo goes. Right. Right? Falk, Falk was the was kind of the 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 message that uh, 
you know, when, when we brought him in and it was, you know, like the head scratcher and he didn't fit in right away. It was like Armstrong's planning for the future without Petrangelo. It wasn't a done deal at that point, but it was kind of like, I don't know, like the, the signal that it could happen. But then plan B. Yeah. But either way, I mean, Falk was on the team and we had a contract offer to Petrangelo. So Petrangelo could have easily accepted the contract to come here and we'd have both Falk and Petrangelo on the team and, and not crew. So I, and that, that's where I was coming from. I was like, well, you know, but, but Falk, uh, yeah, I guess future proofing the team if Petrangelo does leave because his agency is such a, a pain in the ass to deal with. Uh, Petrangelo was not involved in the negotiations at all. Um, he, he, he said that. He let his agency, his agent handle all the negotiations. So Petrangelo didn't even say, you know, hey, I'll, I'll take less or I'll do this or I'll do that. No, he let his agency do the work and they got him the very best deal possible for him, which good for him. Great. It's a great deal for him. But again, I think Krug was the. It was, it was more Krug. Petrangelo. Well, I'm with I, you. I, you, you, well, you, and, can't, and I you remember, can't sign Petrangelo after Krug. You could sign him after Falk and they tried to. Well, and I remember uh, the conversation after they signed Krug. Apparently, Armstrong even said, well, Alex still isn't off the table. And I'm sitting See, there like, weird. the hell he isn't. <laughs> like, that was, that you don't weird. have any money left, Doug. So, yeah. but no, yeah. I they did. You're right. They had money oh, yeah. still reserved after sure. Falk was, was traded and signed yeah. by the Blues. Uh-huh. I, I'm with you. They, they plan. I think they really did plan like, well, we got this improvement over Edmondson. We've got a puck mover who can play. And I think at first they thought maybe, even though he's right-handed, maybe he can play with Petro. Maybe he can play with Pareko. But we got a good insurance plan in case Petro leaves. And then when they brought Krug in, that was when it was like, hey, guys, we we ain't signing Petro. It's well, not going to happen. And Krug was signed after Petro turned the Blues offer down and went to Vegas to negotiate. Yeah. Right. So Armstrong's like, well, okay, he turned it down. He's he's testing for agency. He's gonna and Armstrong may have known what Vegas was gonna offer. I don't know. He ended up getting eight hundred thousand more per season in Vegas, plus the buyout proof contract with the signing bonus every year and the no trade clause up until the final season of this contract. Let let me ask you, so light light sound geometry is in the chat here, and he said a couple things about Krug and and I'll say I have uh last night especially I fell into the, oh, my God, Tory Crew is fucking terrible. Get him off this team. He made a couple plays last night that just made me shake my head. And I even said on Twitter, this dude does not belong in the NHL. He should be playing in my beer league. Like, terrible, boneheaded mistakes. Um, but I will say, and and we've all said this on the show. Well, I don't know if Bill said it. Bill may have just nodded. But I know Kurt and I have said this on the show that, at the time, we liked the signing. So let me ask you, Light Sound Geometry. He says here in this in this um, in his uh, 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 YouTube comment, Crud Krug uh, should have never been signed. At the time, and I need you to give me an honest answer here, and I won't judge you either way. I will. At the time, <laughs> did you did you hate the signing, or were you like, okay, I see. We're going to lose Petro. 
this is the guy, the only other guy in the market the Blues could possibly get to fill in a little bit in the Petro's shoes. What were your <laughs> he thoughts? hates him. He says he hates him. <laughs> There's a he, delay here. That That's probably right. not his answer to my question. Well, well, maybe it is because it was a long, You, you he knew it was coming, I think. But uh, if he wants to respond uh, again to it. But I, I, I you know, we, we've talked about it a lot. Krug was the best defenseman available to sign and the blues got him. I, I don't know to, to not try and fix that. And, uh, and, and we've talked about it. I, I think, and, and Austin, you want to talk about it? I, 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 every one of these moves that the blues made on defense at the time, individually, I was, I was a fan of, um, even Scandella okay. because Scandella played well, although now, now just acquiring the player. Yes. But I had issues with the term and the conditions of Letty's contract and Scandella's contract. That was too long, both of them. Um, so that aside. Okay, sorry. Before we get ideas. before we get to Austin, um, light sound geometry. He says yes, hated it. I don't like certain players and teams. So sorry, I'm gonna make you answer again. <laughs> Are you saying you just didn't like him because he was on the Bruins, or do you not like his style of play? All right. While we wait for L not liking a player is different than saying the player is not very good, even though he struggled this season. And you know what I mean? I mean, he does. He does also add he happens to be one of them talking about players. He doesn't like I'd rather go in a different direction. So, again, was it just you didn't like him because he was a Bruin (laughs) or you didn't like him or you didn't like his style of play? What was it that makes you not like crew? Austin, what are your thoughts? I mean, like. Yeah, Krug was a good signing at the time. And then, you know, nobody really expected him to get as injury prone as he did as well. That could also have played a part. And, you know, the factor that he is that the way he is playing. I mean, he came off a great 2019. I don't want to say great 2019 like playoff run with Boston, but he did. I mean, he was he was there and he was noticeable, especially in the cup final. Um. But I mean, like at the time, it was a great signing, like losing Petro. And we needed to go out and get another top defenseman, and Krug was out there on the market. So I, I mean, it was a great signing at the time. I mean, looking back on it now, probably wouldn't have gave him as much as we did or signed him as long as we did. But I mean, I think the, I problem, with, the problem with all of it to me is the, is the fact that we're locked into it with the no trade clauses. That's, yes. that, that's, and I think we can all agree that that, I mean, sign getting the players the time. Yeah, individually at the time it was a, it was a good move, and and we've talked about it to death. Really, that it just hasn't worked out as a whole as a unit. Um, but and the and the reason why it's such a big deal now, and everyone's talking about it, is because we can't move on from it because everyone's locked in place here with no trade clauses. All right, LSG, I will uh, I will leave you alone now. Um, uh, Bruins players style of player is what he's saying with crew. Okay. You didn't like his style. That's fine. I, I understand that 100%. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I'll leave you alone. Um, but thank you for, for being honest and, and giving us your opinion. Uh, Jonathan in the chat says, why didn't we give Petro uh, eight years, 8 million per? That was what we did offer him according to Strickland. The no so. movement clause. Yeah, the no the movement clause is what. No move yeah. was well, it was. Bigger. Yeah, it was no movement clause, uh, uh, and uh, the signing bonus, a substantial signing bonus each season, 
to make it to where it wouldn't be worth it for them to buy him out. Um, that and essentially making that a buyout proof contract. That's what Vegas gave him. And Armstrong wanted some flexibility with the contract. He doesn't give out buyout proof contracts. So, yeah. and that's the difference. Uh, he wanted flexibility at some point later in the, in the, uh, the contract to possibly trade Petrangelo if needed, if he needed to, um, which, you know, looking at the defense now, we're looking at it like, gosh, I wish we could trade one of these guys, but we can't. But then people, well, and granted, Petrangelo is a different kind of player than the ones that we're talking about. But, you know, people are saying that we should have given Petrangelo the no movement clause to sign here. If the defense, let's say the defense is terrible and Petrangelo is just an, another victim of this, this poor system, this poor defense. And like, well, we can't trade him either because of the no trade clause that he has. So it's just, it's just, yes, he probably is much better than what we have, but if he wasn't, well, and I think, I then think the we're stuck still with him. The hypocrisy comes in with, okay, yes, you didn't give Petro the new move, no move clause, which we all agreed at the time. Good call. You want flexibility, but then you go out and you give four no trade clauses to, to me, I'd rather, and, 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 and this is in hindsight, because at the time I agreed, I would rather give Petro a no-movement clause than hand out four long-term no-trade clauses. That was the mistake Doug made. And, and, I, and yeah, again, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I agree. that's the issue right now. I agree. Um, and John says, uh, do you think Vegas will regret Petro's contract? Maybe the last couple of years of it. Um, we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I'd say if they if they don't win a cup, they definitely regret it. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, the first year he was there, he wasn't great. He he took a step back. So he wasn't that that number one defenseman that they signed. I think he's played yeah. better since. Yeah. But, Do you remember uh, Kairu walking him as a rookie? Oh, that was amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> that was such amazing. A, such a great moment. Oh my god! It's a shame that you know things haven't done this. You know, gone that same direction for us since. Yeah. Well, at least not this year. Light sound geometry is a Rosen fan. So am I. He should be playing. I agree. We all are. <laughs> he should be. Yeah, I think we all agree with that. Austin, you had some comments you wanted to make on Petro. Yeah, with Petro. I mean, also. Giving him that eight-year deal. I mean, he was 31 when he got his contract from Vegas when he was a free agent. So in hindsight, giving him that eight-year, eight million deal, he's going to be 39 at the end of his contract, and he's going to downgrade like at some point. So realistically, giving him that and the full no-trade clause, then trying to get rid of him when he's about 36 or so, if. You know, he's starting to downgrade. We want to try and get something for him before he goes goes full shit. Then also, like, then you're just losing out on that, if that makes sense. Well, they can't. They can't trade him. They, if he doesn't oh. want to move, they can't trade him. They can't buy him out. They can't do anything. They're stuck with him. Vegas well, yeah, no. yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, now, if Petro wants to leave, that's a different story. But if he doesn't yeah. want to leave, they can't do anything about it. Something tells there. me he's not going to want to. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why he would. I mean, it's just, it's just you're. If you you're sign a no movement clause to me, I feel like you're just like, I'm literally not going to go anywhere throughout the duration of this contract. So don't even ask. Here's the deal, too, though, with the no with with wanting a bioproof contract. How many times have we bought out a contract? How many times have we? It once. 
Jay McKee and Dal Strake twice. So it's like it doesn't happen. I mean, not if you if you're worried about that happening, that's I mean, it's not a big concern. And if it is, just play well. <laughs> you know, don't don't make the team not want to get rid of you. So I don't know. I'm uh, I, I I understand. I said this before. I understand why Armstrong didn't offer him what Vegas did. I wish he had, but I understand why he didn't. And I don't. I don't. I'm not criticizing him for that. Should he have, in hindsight, based on how our defense is now? Probably. Cool. Yeah. But I understand why he didn't. I get it. Um, now, now, if he does eventually give in to somebody and give them a buy approved contract, then you're going to be like, wow, you know, you didn't stick to your guns. Yeah. Yeah. But at this point, it's like he learned his lesson. Maybe. Right? Uh, maybe. And in, in, in that's, I, I would almost want that. Right. If 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 we had that player that deserved it right now, I don't think there's a player on this team that I give it to. But say we get some steal of a pick this year in the draft and a couple of years from now, they get through their entry level deal. Armstrong still the GM. Give them the full no move. Right. I, I don't have a problem with that. I don't think that's backtracking. I don't you know, I, I think that's showing growth you know he learned his lesson but you know everything will have changed by then anyway so who knows if it matters john wants to know what's the point of buying someone out uh if you want to move on from their contract <laughs> get rid of them yeah it's uh yeah it, it's it, just a matter of basically instead of having the cap hit and and the total amount dollars you're you're spending uh is it uh three-fourths of the contract it's spread out what is and it and then it's, you're uh, spreading you st- the cap hit out double right. the years it's yeah i think so it, it's it's you still have the cap hit but it's a lot less um and you have to you you pay that player you have that cap hit for double the years of length of the contract left on the contract um and then you would have more money to bring in somebody else um i, I don't i it happened with jay mckee it happened with dallas drake right those are the two players that. Well, and, and, and let's face it, there are some people who I've seen over the years uh, ask for buyouts for certain players who are on long term. The <laughs> issue is, let's Remember say that? with Pareko at the end of this year, they were like, let's buy him out. Why not? Oof. So you're looking at he has seven years left years. on his contract. 14 years. 14 It'd years. Be 14 years that you're still paying a cap, and it would be uh, it'd be a half. Of his current contract, so that would be three point seven five. So that's going to sit on your cap for fourteen years. Um, and yes, dollar amount you're paying him three fourths of his contract overall. So there are nice ways you can do that if you have one year left on a player. Okay, he's got five million left. Let's uh, let's do that. That'll spread it out to two years and two point five on the cap for the next two years. That kind of situation, okay, that's not a big deal. Uh, with some of these defensemen, all of these defensemen, you just cannot do it. It doesn't make sense to do it. Because uh, you want to look up a bad buyout, look up Rick DiPietro. <laughs> yeah. That was he's, a bad, bad contract and a bad buyout. He's still getting paid. I think so. By the Rangers. No, Islanders. Islanders, sorry. Islanders. The other New York team. Yeah, New York in the brain. Um, yeah, so that, five, 
annually through the 2028-2029 season. There was somebody who 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 uh, wanted to buy out Pareko uh, during the first year of his contract. <laughs> like legit, imagine they wanted to buy him up, and I'm like, well, you, I, you can't. I, you why would? Uh, first off, that just tells me you don't understand uh, the financial standing of this franchise. Uh, we're not uh, overly. I mean, we spend to the cap. But, you know, we don't have the richest owners in the league to just, you know, throw money away over 14 years uh, on a player. That's not that, – that, the Blues, the St. Louis Blues would never, ever, ever, ever do that. They'd never buy out somebody with that much term left, ever. Yeah. No way. No um, chance. That would – it's not going to happen. And can you imagine how bad how, – let's just say – we talked about how uh, Armstrong, he's going to leave on his terms, right? We all kind of agree with that. When he's ready to step down, he's going to step down. It's not going to be Stillman firing him. I feel like if Armstrong went into Tom Stillman's office and was like, hey, I know it's year one of Pareko's extension I signed him to, but I'm going to buy him out at the end of the year. What do you think? I think Stillman goes, get the fuck out. You're fired. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah, you, you're essentially – you. you as a GM, you cost your owner a lot of money. Yeah. For a, and you're paying a guy that that's he. You're gonna be paying him for years after he's retired. I, some I, I get I get wanting to move on from certain defensemen, but people got to live in reality too. Um, as far as uh, what's possible and and not possible. Um, and like we said all season long, the no trade clauses is it's a roadblock. It's a bottleneck for this. This uh, this defense, we're probably stuck with this defense unless someone waves a no trade clause. So the only one that, and I still, I 100% don't think it'll happen. Maybe Nick Letty, because he waves? does have less term. Buyout? You mean or wave? Still buyout. Oof, I still wow. don't see that happening though, because he got he it was what a five year deal. So we're talking four years left. He's just eight years buyout. in a buyout. What? Scandella, Scandella probably getting bought out before. Scandella, yeah, Letty. maybe Scandella, but I don't know. Speaking of defensemen, Jake Wallman signed a three-year, $3.4 million Ooh. extension in Detroit, <laughs> who we traded to get one of the uh, part of the package to get Letty. The interesting, uh, he, he got a modified no-trade clause, a 10-team no-trade list compared to Letty's full no-trade clause. You know, and I said this at the time, I'm not, you know, this is not, you know, me just saying this. Uh, I liked Wallman when he was here. I wanted to see, like, I like, 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 I like Rosen. You know, I want to see Rosen get more playing time. I want to see Wallman get more playing time. I don't think he was given enough playing time. wasn't given enough of a look here. Um, and and maybe he would not have thrived in this system. But it looks really bad when he thrives in Detroit system. And they like him. They signed him for three years, three point four million, and he's playing well. And uh, we we moved him to get a defenseman that is not playing as well. Well, and, and I'll more say, money. I I liked the trade, um, and I still do because I think Letty made this team better last year. I did too. I did too. Uh, so, and but when the extension comes, when it was okay, let's re-sign Nick Letty, yes. and then we see Jake Wallman sign a three-year deal that is cheaper than Letty and having a better season in Detroit. That is where it's like, okay, by comparison, 
that's an awful trade. And, and it's well, unfortunate to say that. But... Well, it, it's, it's, it boils down to what we've always said about Armstrong is that he makes he has a, a, a tendency to make great trades, but his issue is contract extensions. Yeah, he's he just he he gives people too long, too much, with no trade clauses. Apparently, uh, uh, Walma didn't get a full no trade clause even in Detroit, but Letty did here. So all kinds of things uh, like hindsight being twenty twenty. I get it. You know, you, looking back on it, it's kind of a douchey thing to do and complain about it. But uh, I'm sorry, I liked Walma when he was here, and I would have loved to have seen him stay. Now I. Like we talked about, I, I I did like the Leto acquisition. I thought it was a it was a fine acquisition, but it was the extension that that screwed us. Yes. Yeah, and I I Amen. I I would have loved to have seen Wallman stick around too. I I liked the trade again because at the time it made the Blues better. But losing Wallman, I even said then, I'm like, that might come back to bite us. We might see him have a pretty good career in the NHL. Um, and it's, I just wasn't expecting him to have such a good season the next year. That and and it's and and does that not speak? And and maybe I'm reading too much into this. Wallman's playing very well in Detroit. He was okay here. Can we talk about how maybe that's a defensive coach problem? <sighs> <laughs> Right, it's gonna be a long summer, boys. I just, I just, summer. it seems, it seems like it's common sense to me. Somebody makes sense of this to me. Why Van Ryan is still here, and why this defensive system it, is still—it makes this, sense it, right now because the the organization as a whole wants to lose. But if he's right. here next year, that's an issue. Well, no, no. What? Well, okay, it makes sense right now, but it didn't make sense three months ago. No. I agree. Three months ago, it didn't, make, it gone. didn't make sense one month ago. Yeah, because this team was still kind of maybe a playoff team. Yeah. Now it's yeah, let's have a shitty coach back there so we can lose games. Yeah, you generally don't see those changes made in season, and yeah, it better happen this off season. What do what do you think the odds are that we uh, move on from Van Ryan in the off season? If Van Ryan's still mm. here. <laughs> going into next season don't buy season tickets then i honestly have no idea what i'll do i will be very very disappointed i'll I, be confused i'll be confused yeah it's like what are you guys doing yeah I think I, I'd be you, like, you can't move the players I'll, you got to do something you have to do something. i think i'll be like i think i'll be like a parent like okay i'm not mad at you but i'm really disappointed in you like what <laughs> somebody you asked doing? somebody asked in the chat how many years the blues are going to be bad before they, you know, turn things around. And I think I mentioned this on the show that when we talked about this a little bit, um, I said, I, I got to see what they're, what they're going to do first. I, this, this team as it stands right now is not going to be the team we see in, you know, start the next season. There's going to be moves made in the off season. We're going to draft some players, make some moves, trades, whatever. Um, I can see us having a pretty substantial different looking team um, except for the defense when we can't move. <laughs> I want to see a big overhaul in the coaching bench. And this, this might be the first pretty much. And I've heard David Alexander's great. So I don't want to wait the goalie coach, but I think I want all assistant coaches gone except him. 
Baruby, usually I'm asking for the head coach. I don't have a problem with Baruby, but I think I might be done with McTavish already. He clearly did not provide anything this team needed. What's this he year. doing now? Because he was relieved of his duties. Uh, yeah, very early, on the, like on November the, on the on the PK. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd I like to see doing him now. gone because that just seems pointless to have him back there. Yeah. Um. I'd really. I know the guys like Steve Ott, but I, I I've questioned this since he's been here. What does he really do? Power play. Uh, and Mike Van Ryn, and the power play's been shit. So yeah, a lot of things been shit this year. I think. Yeah. Last year was really good. Mike Van Ryn, especially, get the hell out of here. What are you yeah, still I, doing? I, Why do you I still don't... have a job? Yeah. What? 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 Yeah. I... <laughs> I mean, how many times can we say it, right? It just, I, I, he just needs to. I don't understand why he still has a job um, here. And this offseason, this offseason should be fun. It should be fun. It'll be interesting for sure. It, well, uh, Friday is a trade deadline. So, uh, hey, let's have some fun on Friday. Maybe the Armstrong does something, trades a first rounder or two uh, for something. Um, yeah. Light sound geometry is I'm with you on the coaches. That's yeah, yeah. And uh, one thing we did not mention tonight, Kurt, uh, talking about the Blackhawks. I was just going to mention that. Taves. I was just going to mention that. Kevin Taves over will not be traded. Mm-hmm. Who said that was going to happen? You want? You, are you going to take credit for you falling bass backwards into that uh, prediction? I'll go ahead and say I fell bass backwards into it. It still fucking happened. He's not getting traded. Yeah, not so because of the reasons right. you stated. You said he was going to be uh, terrible. He still didn't get traded. <laughs> he would have been traded if he wasn't suffering from. Am I? Hope. Am I right or am I right, Bill? Did he get traded? Is he going to get traded? Uh, absolutely not. Hmm. Okay. If you want to take credit for that, you go right ahead. I will. I'm going to take credit for it. That is not what that is. That was not our discussion. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. He still didn't get traded. That was the whole right. discussion was about who was if he was going to get traded, and he didn't. Right. So. And the assumption and the assumption was that he wouldn't be fucking not playing because he was suffering long COVID. Is that what it is, or is it just he wouldn't get traded? I believe that's all I said. He wouldn't get traded. No. Let's roll the tape, Boston. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? I don't... <laughs> we uh, maybe maybe there were more specifics said. I don't know. I don't. I can't recall. No, that was it. That was no. all it was. Okay. Well, <laughs> no. Well, uh, no. You you are correct that he won't will not be traded. But thank you. Yeah. Thank but, you for admitting uh, that. And I'll say I was wrong. But, but because that. you said he was terrible. <laughs> he is terrible. He was that no. He he would have. I and well, okay. terrible. Right. Say, say, Kurt, I need you to say I was wrong. You saying all these people that get traded. No, I, I was not wrong because I was <laughs> uh, No, I'm not going to. No. All right. No. Have no, you no. ever said those that phrase before? I was yeah, wrong. Have sure, you ever said that? Sure. Yeah. I uh, I thought I made a mistake once, but I was I was wrong. I saw I saw the gears turning for about two seconds there. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like I'm about to use that sometime. That was pretty yeah. good. You like it? <laughs> uh well I think we're getting ready to wrap up here, guys. So I just yeah. wanna uh emphasize again, uh myself and producer Austin at the very least on Friday. We'll have a show at two PM live on Friday if the blues do anything else. So be ready for that. But if even if they don't, join us in Discord. 
uh, before that. Probably I got a dentist appointment at 11, which is going to be awful. Um, but after that, about 1230 or so, I was going to jump in Discord. So um, let's I'll go boost.com slash Discord. Yeah. Let's go blues. Let's go blues.com slash Discord. I'll, I'll, I'll be around. I might jump in for a few minutes. Um, we'll see what my schedule is like that day. Uh, support for Let's Go Booze Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockandthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockandthatidlife and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockandthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Booze Radio sent you and buy Mike Burgoyne from Real Brokerage Realty. Visit strikewithmike.com today for all of your home buying and selling needs at strikewithmike.com and buy Centerized Brewery, St. Louis' Tasty Hockey Theme Beer, Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery Beer. Please drink responsibly. That will wrap up episode 25 of season 11 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder, Bill Day, and producer Austin Lynch. I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's have some fun on Friday. Make a trade or two. Let's go Blues. Let's go Blues, trade Pareko, Letty, Falk, and uh, the other guy. Who am I missing? Krug. <laughs> Krug. Thank you. <laughs> C-I-T-Y, city, city, city. Let's go Blues. Let's go Cardinals. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.